You are listening to Kansas City Podcast Network. Talent-driven, FCC-free. Check out our show lineup, videos, events, and more over at kcpn.org. The Voices of Kansas City, unfiltered. and sports sports balls yeah <clears throat> all right welcome into another edition of the tailgate podcast Marin joined by ty and duncan as always hey we are done with our regular season pick them and ty handed us our asses on a platter yeah yeah he did yeah he won by a whole nine games um in case you couldn't see that finger i'm throwing up was a middle finger so yeah, yeah. Duncan got a little finished. risky with it at the end, you know. I risked it, and you know, went for him. Risk it for the biscuit, right? I was trying to, I was trying to submit okay the double digits, that? you know. But I can't win them all. You we're trying to submit to get the double digits, and you picked the Bears. Mm. No, you weren't. No, I wasn't. You weren't. <laughs> you didn't care, and I called that out when you picked the Bears. I was like, yeah, you're just doing that because you know you can. <laughs> Very fair. Yeah, so you you guys both went 4-2 uh, and two this last week. I went 5-1. and one. My one nice. loss. Yeah, my one loss was the Chiefs. Uh, who, that was one of mine, yeah. too, yeah. Uh, that'll happen when they rest Mahomes. And, and when Nicole Hardman makes a freaking dumbass fumble on mm. the punt return. Yeah, that'll, that'll do it, too. But now we have the playoff matchup set. Uh, The NFC by team is the Green Bay Packers and, of course, the Kansas City Chiefs and the AFC. Uh, The wild card games for the NFC, we have the Washington football team will be facing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, The Los Angeles Rams will be facing their rivals, the Seattle Seahawks. And the Bears will be taking on the Saints. In the AFC, we have the Colts versus the Bills, the Ravens and the Titans, and then the Browns and the Steelers will play play their rubber match. Um, uh, a lot of rivalries coming through. The <laughs> two, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, two yeah. rivalries there, yeah. and you could potentially set up for the Rams and the Saints to play yet again in mm. a playoff game. Yeah, Drew Brees' trip to an NFC Championship game yeah. is on the line. Uh, and it was actually just announced that Breeze will be retiring after this year. Yes. So oh, okay. That yep. was the last couple of days. Officially announced. He he hasn't said it himself, but so strong sources have said that it's it's for sure happening. Well, at least they can rest assured that they won't have to worry about the Vikings potentially in the playoffs. Right. For sure. Yeah, but this time they get the Rams, who they've also gotten a bad break against in the yeah. past couple of years. Well, so. you know, I can always have your cake and eat it, too. Maybe. Yeah. I said should say maybe the Rams, because the Rams have to go through the Seahawks. Well, it's not that the Rams have a bad break, but they have a little bit of a fracture right now. So, yeah. it would mean... We don't even know if, you know, Goff is going to be playing. Right. John Wolford. Yes. Yeah. Wolford didn't look bad, bad, but that whole game looked atrocious. Yeah, but we did. <laughs> yeah, when we lose Kyler Murray in the first drive, though. Yeah, yeah we did end up getting that crazy quarterback matchup of two guys that know. Wolford and Strievler. Strievler. I think it's Strievler. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, Strievler. I didn't hear the announcers actually say his name. So Steve Strievler. Steve. Steve Strievler. It's not Steve. Steve, Steve yeah. Stifler Strievler. That would be perfect if it was, though. That's a, that's a good name. Um, with that said, uh, I honestly like some of the storylines here that could play out as far as, like, you do have the two rivalry matchups. The uh, Tampa Bay-Washington uh, game sets up either 
Brady versus uh, Rodgers one last time, or Alex Smith versus Rodgers, famous draft class. Oh, yeah. Those two probably should have been yeah. swapped, but... And, uh, I mean, I, like, I'm going to come right out and say it that, you know, I'm not taking, like... I, I'm looking at Washington because the times that Brady has struggled this season have been against great pass rushes. And of note that Washington or the Tampa Bay has a great offensive line, though. They do, but and I mean, they have a better defense. But whenever you get like pressure to Tom Brady, he has not performed well. Sure. And so, I mean, it, even if I'm not taking them to, you know, yeah, win it's the gonna game, be a close I'm, game. I'm definitely I, taking. I them think to that's going to be closer than people think. Yeah. Um, that's that's a team that especially if Alex well Alex will be playing mm-hmm. in that game like that's huge for them, yeah. and you know we've seen those under five hundred playoff teams in the past kind of surprise you in the playoffs because teams kind of do overlook yeah. them. And here's a, like, here's oh, a fun stat: easy. Who's the last quarterback to win as a under five hundred team in the playoffs or last coach? Last coach, I believe it's Pete Carroll. Nope. No. There was one after after that year. Riverboat uh, Ron with the Carolina right. Panthers. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so it's that's just, funny. Three is just funny that like you know he made yep. it seven nine again, and he has that same opportunity mm-hmm. that he has before, which is getting a wild card win as a seven and nineteen. Right. <laughs> it's insane. Yeah. yeah. So the NFC East, uh, something we need to talk about. That's big in the headlines. Uh, the so the we talked about last week. The winner of the Giants-Dallas game basically had to hope that the Eagles upset Washington to make the playoffs. And the the Giants won that game against Dallas, thank God. And so that I wasn't a fan that was sitting there waiting for my (laughs) arch rival to do something good for us. But the Giants were put in that situation. And... In the fourth quarter of Sunday's Sunday night's game, uh, Peterson benched Hertz, who was playing very poorly. I will mention that. Uh, that they were still only down by three, though. Only down three. And he missed that just one throw that could have been a touchdown on the fourth down. He missed about thirteen throws I know, when yeah. I checked in on the game, but yeah. Uh, but specifically, seven, yeah, seven of twenty, I want to say, when he got benched. So not having a good game by any stretch. Yeah, he did have the two rushing touchdowns, but. They benched him. It's not that they benched him. It's the fact that they benched him for the third-string quarterback. Mm-hmm. They didn't even bring Carson Wentz in. Not that none of us are high on Carson Wentz, obviously. We, he played poorly. He deserved to get benched this year. But when you bench your rookie starting quarterback and you don't even bring in the guy who he replaced, you bring in a Nate Sudfeld. But we want to give him a shot. No, you didn't. You wanted to tank. Yeah. And that's fine. Honestly. One of us was a little heated in our group chat. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a couple, a few yeah. of us were. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I was, I was during the middle of the game, and then Ty came in after the game. Yeah. Yes, yeah. <laughs> we were, we yeah. were both very unhappy. Yeah. I just Here's, thought it was yeah. a, a disgusting look for the Eagles. Sure. Um, and I mean, but, the, but the Steelers did the exact same thing, and they right. were playing for more. But and I just players don't, it, their yeah, players they, don't tank. Teams do. Right. And but, teams try to not make it obvious, but that was mm-hmm. so obvious. That's and a, I mean, I and I, I'd heard before the game that they wanted to get Sudfeld in there. Right. But I'm assuming maybe that would have been more in like they a, for anything, in so a that's blowout scenario. Right. So I mean, no, they already had a bunch of guys bet or a bunch yeah. of guys that weren't were out of the game. Key players, you know, Fletcher Cox, Zach Ertz, and Dallas mm-hmm. Goddard. Um, but just to 
just to do it in that fashion, just straight up going into the fourth quarter. Well, there's Hurts on the bench. And, oh, is yep. he hurt? Is, is he injured? Nope. Did something happen? No, no, they're just putting Sudfeld in there. And then for Doug Peterson to come out, and I understand you're most likely not going to say that you're doing it. You're not going to say that you're doing it to try to tank, because there was no. a difference between getting the sixth pick or the ninth pick in the draft. Right. But what you could have said is we wanted to see – what Nate Sudfeld, our second-year quarterback, who we what spent a sixth-round pick on last yeah. year, we wanted to see what he could do in this scenario. Right. If you would have come out and said that, that would have been much more understandable. But you came out and you said that I was coaching to win. Right. Right. That is a load of bullshit. Bullshit. Yeah. And I will, I will put point out that the Cowboys last year were put in the exact same situation. Mm -hmm. They were eliminated from playoff contention the week before or week 16. And in week 17, they were in position to have a top six pick and ended up blowing out Washington instead. And the draft pick fell five mm -hmm. spots. Right. So looking or no, they, were, they wouldn't have been six. It would have been right outside of like where the playoff teams were. Yeah. But either yeah. way, I, I kind of get it from a team building standpoint. You're like, okay, is winning this meaningless game worth it to our draft pick like now they have a top six pick yeah they need a number one receiver no matter what you think of Jalen Rager he's not a number one um and this is another class with two maybe three very high yeah. talents I mean, right at the top I mean, like, they get Jamar Chase or Devontae yep. Smith that's spectacular mm -hmm. absolutely but I also I also look at it is you know to that point you know if you wanted you clearly you wanted to get a young quarterback experience right in a one possession game starting right. gee I wonder who maybe would have been better suited to do that or maybe what would have made more sense oh maybe your second round rookie who right. you're clearly yeah. giving up on Carson Wentz Let's see what Hurts can do. Let's see what Hurts can do. If I was Jalen Hurts, yeah. well, and and that's what I said is you've already alienated Carson Wentz, so now you've gone and pissed off Nate. Oh, I'm sorry, uh, Jalen Hurts and Miles Sanders. Even earlier today, he's like, yeah, none of us liked it. None of us liked that decision. And you could tell that during the game when after Sudfeld, he took a bad sack or he turned the ball over. I can't remember what, but it was the offensive lineman sitting on the bench for the Eagles, and just the look of pure disgust on Jason right. Kelsey's face. Yeah, you're pissing off Jason cool. Kelsey, one of the best centers in, in the league of the last, last decade. It's probably Ertz's last game. Is Kelsey a free agent? Kel they're saying he's probably retiring. Oh, okay. Yeah. He's okay. probably retiring. Ertz is probably moving on. What, like, you have three three guys on that team that... Come to Kansas probably, City, Jason. Come to Kansas City. I don't think you want this version of Jason Kelsey. Yeah, that's fair. It'd uh, still be an upgrade over some of the guys we have. But anyway. Sure. Um, but yeah, the rumor is he's retiring. Zach Ertz was on the field until one thirty in the morning. Because he knows he's gone. Okay. Mm. And then obviously Carson Wentz is gone. So you have the found the, from five years ago, the foundation pieces that you have on that team, on that offense, are all gone. And that's how you have them go out now. And that's what yeah. I was going to say is no wonder he had, they had, and, he had a look and, of disgust on his face. It's like, this is my last game. Yeah. Thanks, Coach Peterson. Right. And I completely agree with, obviously, Joe Judge when he released a statement that's saying, um, I, he's like, I don't blame Philly. But I would never want to disrespect a game like this. Yeah. That's and what he said. He will never. They will never do. A team that is coached by him will never do something like that. Yeah, and that's and I I, I admire that because it's like it's like you said to point out. I mean, and yes, this all combines to one opinion. But in the same fact, like win more games, man. Yeah, win more games. You yeah. let your you let and your. He admitted down, that himself. And, he did. Yeah, 
it, you let your players down, you let your fan base down, and you just like you just kind of put like a little bit of a scuff on like this, you know? Hey, we're gonna see what we have next year and all that stuff. Like, if you really wanted to give Nate Sudfield a shot, and you Did still they really to take... let their fan base down, though. No, not really. No. Uh, being they didn't. Fans they they weren't playing for anything, right? But like... I mean, I don't know. I've always been kind of a proponent of if you can mix things up at the end and you can upset somebody in the division, it's kind of a fun thing to do at the end. Because uh, that's honestly the most fun that I've had as a Lions fan is just maybe getting that last season win to bounce somebody from the playoffs. Yeah. But in the same fact, it's just like, it's for, it just, for me, it's just like going forward. I get it. If you're tanking, you're trying to get the better piece, you're trying to get better this. But yeah. if you're going to do that, just fucking start the kid, you know, and don't worry about hurts. Shut him down for the season. And, the and, the know, thing but, that like, I agree with a lot of people are like they're the outrage of like, oh, this is for sure tank. We've seen this all year. With right. Games. Yeah. Right. I'm sorry. Yeah, and they're not the first team to do it. Yeah. Didn't tank. Weren't tanking a game when they until they decided to stop taking. <laughs> well, but it, we did have the game earlier in the season where they run a ran a cover zero on yeah. the last play of a game. The versus the Raiders. And the Raiders won because of it. Like we have seen yeah. blatant tanking <laughs> this year. Like this isn't new. It's just people are mad because it cost a team potentially a playoff spot. Yeah. The way the, that the Eagles were playing, Jacksonville they constantly rolling out Mike Glennon. Like he's just sure. <laughs> like it's. Have you guys it's, seen pictures? Of, uh, like, have you guys seen pictures of Mike Lennon? His neck is—it's very long. He's like a giraffe. <laughs> yeah, Mike Lennon. Is a, he almost I've always thought he was a weird-looking dude. He almost he doesn't look looking. human. Sorry. Um, the, fun, the funnest Mike Lennon fact is he, was Russell Wilson was going to be benched for Mike Lennon before he transferred. Wow! Wow! This is coaching, ladies State, and gentlemen. Man. Which, speaking of coaching, back to this—you know—with with Peterson, is—and I, I said in our group chat last night. Or, or Sunday night, and I said, you know, Doug Peterson is this great coach, and we've talked so many times about mm. the tiers of coaches on this podcast, mm. and yet he has a Super Bowl. He always, we always have thought highly right. well, of Doug that's Peterson. What I was saying, I was like, he, in the last few years, he probably has some of the best coaching jobs, yeah. given talent and injuries and in the league. And then you, what I see that. this year, and it's not just what he did, what, what he did here, but I, I point back. I can't remember if it was week one or week two. I think it was week one when they tied with the Bengals mm -hmm. and they were in overtime and right. with a minute, minute and a half, two minutes left in the game, and instead of going to try to drive down and get the winning field goal, they just ran out the clock yeah. to, to accept the even? tie. They might have punted. Yeah. I think they did punt. You accepted the tie. Yeah. And I think it was like fourth and one or something like that. It was like mm -hmm. midfield. It was No, it, it wasn't even midfield. They were in Cincinnati were in, territory. Yeah, that's and most cowardly play of the you you just you accept yeah you accept the tie mm -hmm. and so i think it's a little bit of poetic justice mm -hmm. that this that's how you started your season and this is how you end your season mm -hmm. is it's just some of the most uninspired coaching that i've ever seen well, yeah, from a guy who only won who won a super bowl only three years ago yeah and if you think about it those two situations that's the difference of them making the playoffs or not. yeah yep. they're yeah. the playoff team in the nfc east if they try to win well if they win in overtime in that game no guarantee that they actually score mm -hmm. but punting doing the cowardly punt and then benching your quarterback i mean that's the difference in you being in the playoffs. and not just benching and your quarterback benching him for a third round pit or i'm a sorry third a third stringer string, who probably a sixth round, it was pick, a sixth round pick and yeah. a guy who you know he's not the future maybe you hope right. he's the backup so you want to see what he can do that's what you do in the preseason that's right. what the pre and i, re I realized there wasn't a preseason this year mm. but that's if there is next year that's what you use that for Right. And I, I just I almost wonder if maybe if Doug Peterson's burned out in Philadelphia because the Philadelphia media and the Philadelphia fans are definitely some of the most harsh in in the entire league. Yep. So I mean someone like Andy Reid got burned out. Yeah. I mean look at the energy that he has a coach as a coach now like Philadelphia <laughs> does that too. Yeah. 
It's just amazing. Ever. It's only taken five years, and Peterson mm -hmm. might already be there. Yeah. Right. And so one funny thing though that I did see is the, probably the funniest tweet. And I'm I'm seeing all these Mad Giants tweets and all this other stuff, and I don't remember who sent it, but it said. Uh, Doug Peterson straight up got Giants fans to root for a Philly team and then just went straight heel turn in the fourth uh, quarter. Yeah. Oh, you did. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, you did. Thank you. Yeah, he was he was uh, NWO. You Hogan did, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Came out and you're like, all right, well, we got to root for. Oh, no. He just. No, no, Mancho. Yeah, you did because then I sent the picture. I sent the gif of like Vince McMahon just outraged yeah. being held back by the referee. I was like, and these are Giants fans. Oh man, that is. I mean, that's if there is. That's definitely the the silver lining. That's hilarious to this because I mean, sure. the three of us aren't fans of these teams, so no. At least Actually, we can look at that and be like, <laughs> the fact that it involves like two, three. Division well, one. yeah. Well, in the every three, yeah. every other team in my division, I'm yeah. like. Cowboys fans are like, all right, well, we were yeah. eliminated a few hours ago, so we don't really care about any of this. <laughs> just sitting there just eating yeah. the popcorn. Yep. And it, honestly, like going back to it, though, I guess that was the most justified end to a 2020 season was just watching right. it and being like, they flexed this game? Yeah. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Well, yeah, we said that a week ago. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, and when it was a three-point game going into the fourth quarter, I was like, is the tie in play? Yeah. Are we going to finish the, season, the 2020 <laughs> season with a tie? Yeah. Oh, my God. That was fun to listen to. Like all the, it's, uh, I rewatched that part, the, that part of the podcast and Ty just being like, well, is there a way? No, there's always a way where someone comes up. You're like, God. Yeah, because, yeah, I mean, and this is something where, yeah, Washington won the division. It's not like they really earned this one either. No, so, right. you know, no. these seven to nine, yeah, that's, you, you finish with a strong stretch. But yeah. this is, I mean, Ron Rivera straight out had to come out and say, he's like, yeah, we're not going to apologize for, for winning a football game. No. It's yeah. like you have to say no, that sure because did. other people are like, yeah, you really don't. You didn't really earn that. So. Yeah, they didn't even yeah. play particularly well. It, no. I told someone the other day, I was like, it seemed like every – so, like, I didn't try to even watch most of that game, but I flipped back and forth between it. And two times in a row when I flipped back to the game, Alex Smith had just thrown an interception, and I'm like, God damn it. Like, <laughs> I can't. I'm yeah. not watching um, this. Yeah, no. it, was, it was very, like, non-characteristic of Alex Smith football. Uh, yeah. So let me, it Man. led me to believe that they were definitely were like, he's still a little injured, but they're like, get out there, boy. You know, like. Yeah, it's and, a better uh, option than Taylor Heineke. Right, absolutely. And that's why I think they've released this last little bit saying that it could be kind of a split. If it, And then that makes me lead that Alex Smith is not healthy. Sure. So if it is going to be a split, then obviously I do pick the Bucks, But I do, I mean. The Washington defense has put the Washington defense line specifically has put that team on their back before, so we'll see what happens with that. But I mean, watching Alex Smith, it was like not a characteristic game for him. And then in the same fact, like just not targeting his two biggest offensive weapons that were gashing him, both Terry McLaurin and Logan Thomas, even though they got a touchdown, but like just not going back to them, and then just constantly like feeding the ball to Antonio Gibson, who just had no answer against mm -hmm. the Philadelphia defensive line, mm -hmm. even just the heavily ridden Eagles defense was being gashed, and you just can't find a way to get the ball downfield. Mm -hmm. So, interesting point to segue into something that we were talking about. So, the, the uh, actually, the three players of the game that they mentioned at the end of the game were Alex Smith, Terry McLaurin, Chase Young. <clears throat> All three coached by what man in college? Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer. Meyer. Urban, Meyer Urban Meyer has been mentioned now as the Jacksonville Jaguars head coaching top candidate and he wants 12 million dollars a year to coach in the nfl what if they hire urban meyer if if he does 
if they're willing to pay that and he does coach in Jacksonville, with them having the number one overall pick, what does that do for the Warrants versus uh, Justin Fields debate? Hmm. Especially uh, with how Fields just played. Uh, I think he's still. I think it's still Warrants. I mean, it's his guy though. But, well, but is it his guy? I mean, because Fields is now. This is his. Fields just finished his third year at Ohio State. That's before. Yeah. Urban was before that. So, I mean, maybe Urban recruited, recruited him and still, still went. He still recruited him and went yeah. after him. Right. But, I mean, he's been Ryan Day's guy. Sure. And so, maybe, yeah, I'm sure he would really like Justin Fields. But are you going to tell me that he also didn't recruit Trevor Lawrence? No, I definitely didn't. I mean, that's, yeah, that's, I, I definitely feel like. The arm strength. Lawrence, they both could be very special quarterbacks. Man. And Lawrence definitely looked, and because I, I texted you guys that in the group chat, who would have thought coming into this game, if somebody would have told you, is like, yeah, Justin Fields is going to absolutely light it up, look phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Trevor Lawrence is going to have arguably the worst game of his college career. Yeah. Yeah. And Can't wait till we dive into that. None of us would have believed him. <laughs> well, there was a lot of disrespect for the uh, Ohio yeah. State defensive line going yeah. into that game. They're like, oh, they don't have a Chase Young. Yeah, they don't have a Chase Young. But they have a lot of guys that can get after the mm-hmm. pattern. How many how, quarterback. And how many teams have had a Chase Young? I mean, seriously. Right. <laughs> well, and, and there's the component of, like, how many teams six games into their season do we really know who they are? Yeah. Exactly what they're going to be. Like, Not especially many. when the previous game that we saw, they were down 22 guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, they – like. Northwestern played them very well, and the score didn't even indicate how close that game was. Mm. But they were down 22 guys. And then Indiana made a killer comeback in that game, and then Ohio State Mm -hmm. was still down some guys. And this definitely brings justice to what we talked about last week is given the Big Ten, understanding what happened throughout the season, but screwing them on the bowl games. They might have been a stronger division. They only played six games, but they might have been a stronger division. And this is is where we also mentioned before is that I – you you said that you know it's it's unfair that they've gotten a lot of the Big Ten teams have gotten treated the way they are, right. and I completely agree with that. Mm. There's just so much where I come back to is I wish that we didn't have to talk about this. I wish the Big Ten decision makers would have been more proactive and they would have seen what the other conferences were doing. So this would have been this would have been a non-issue yeah. right now. And it sucks that you you kind of almost people want to take things away from teams like Ohio State. And I'm, I've had that inclination to do the same, and I have done the same, you know, saying last week that I want to see Ohio State get the kick, the, the, their asses kicked, mm. and which, I mean, I just hate, I hate Ohio State, so I'm going to go into that most day, or you know, most games, but not like I really want Clemson to do anything either. Right. Uh, but it, was, it wasn't completely unfair when you saw that Indiana, and yes, they lost, but they had to go face a four and six Ole Miss team mm. who... Oh, Most years. No, w- you got that one wrong too. Then I thought that Indiana won that game. Damn it! Yeah, yeah, Dun- yeah. Duncan lost two games in the bowl games. Uh, Ty and I lost four. Yeah. So. Big Twelve, baby. Yeah. That's what I get for being a Big that's Twelve. Yeah, that's what it came down to is OU and Oklahoma State. Yeah. Kicking so, yeah. the kicking the crap out of uh, Florida, schools from Florida. Yeah, go Big Twelve. Yeah, and two quarterbacks that were. At the same high school. Oh yeah, yeah. and, and a Heisman Trophy. Although poor, poor Kyle Trask. <laughs> we'll get to all that later. But man, yeah. poor Kyle Trask. Poor Derek King. Poor yeah. Derek King. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh yeah, absolutely. On that one. I, uh, I just, I was kind of shocked though when I opened my phone, uh, going back to what we were talking about when I saw that <laughs> Urban Meyer was like wanting that and like, wanting twelve mil. And not that saying that that wasn't fair. Like uh, I think it, it was, with how he went out the last time mm, with the health concerns. Yeah. He has to have a legitimate like. And to his credit, like, the NFL 
it's not as many hours as college. You don't have to be on the right. recruiting trail. Like and you don't college. have to, and you don't have to watch your ass when you right. don't have to constantly be vigilant of every single player in your program watching to make sure that you know they're not taking a free sandwich somewhere right. or that they're like the coaching staffs are bigger he can literally he's managing coaches mm -hmm. more so than anything so and it's, and it's a different situation and we're talking you mentioned the point that john gruden's getting 10 million a year mm -hmm. in las vegas he completely changed and the scope of what coaches get this this would be him doing it yeah it's jacksonville but it's chad con I yeah, mean, Shad Khan wants to win, and so that is a family that is is getting after it. You look at what his son is doing, going after WWE. I know this is separate, but his son is the the owner of AEW, who's now the lead com competitor to WWE. They're getting after it. Like yeah, they're going they getting talent. They're trying. They're busting their ass. The Khan family wants to be successful. I don't see the the twelve million dollars would not be an issue for Shad Khan whatsoever. The one thing that I think that could, could deter Urban Meyer from wanting to go there is I just did see a report yesterday that Shad Khan handles personnel decisions on that that team mm. and he wants the incoming GM to know that that will continue until he knows that that GM is for sure ready to take on that role and Dave Caldwell and up. <laughs> Damn. I don't think that that's probably smart for a guy that's not a football guy yeah mm. that, I mean, you you can make the case against Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones played football. Yeah. Shad Khan has never played football in his life, has never coached football in his life, is not a football guy, got into football because he's very, very rich. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I just, I, I see that being a situation that deters them and maybe Urban goes into it because of how much control he does like to have of situations like that. Like, mm -hmm. I could see him being like, no, if you want me, I have final say. I want the Pete Carroll role. I want the Bill Pelichick role where I have the final say. If you bring in a GM, we work together, but it's overall, I want to control the talent that's on my team. And even though he hasn't done it at the, at the professional level, Urban Meyer is one of those coaches that has enough clout where he could probably get that if mm -hmm. he wanted to. I think Shad Khan would potentially agree to that because it's not like he's been, this is somebody who's been going years and years without a general manager i mean it was only a few months ago when he decided that he was going to start doing this without after firing dave caldwell yep. so yeah urban meyer has a great eye for talent so it'd be honestly no matter what you even, got a lot of good coaches that are coordinators that are actually right i'm, now, I'm so not even going to blame sure. this on dave caldwell i'm going to blame it on tom coughlin i think tom coughlin's the one that screwed this up for for shad khan probably Tom Coughlin got him to an AFC championship game. He did, but he also pissed off enough people that it got him out of the building. True. Yeah. True. He is, he is a uh, big personality with that. Like, he, he doesn't put up with bullshit, and it's his way or no way, from what I've yeah. read about Tom yeah. Coughlin over the years. But um, getting into uh, the draft order, 1 through 18 is set. Um, yeah. This is where we really like to dive into this, and Ty and I – Ty really, 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 really wants Zach Wilson. I actually think um, And it might not be logical. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we, we, we talked about it. Yeah. <laughs> we a text message on it. Man, I think it's just, it's one of those players that you just really like, but also yeah. the same fact, like looking at it and also like doubling down on it. Like I would not be upset, you know, if a D J Jamar Chase or, uh, you know, Devonta Smith or even Jalen Waddle and then re-signing Kenny Galladay mm -hmm. and, 
giving yeah, more options and just making it, a, you know. If, if, yeah, because if both the receivers and an offensive tackle go high, then one of the quarterbacks is available. But if mm. all three quarterbacks go, then one of the wide receivers or one mm. of the offensive tackles is right. available. You're in a great position where you're at to no matter what, get a guy who probably should be a top three talent. Right. And that's, and even though selfishly I wanted to be like with this draft class, I wanted to be like, let's get a quarterback. If Everybody you get loves the, that yeah, when exactly. you're that high. Right, draft. exactly. If you're if you're getting a brand new GM, if you're getting a, a brand new uh, coach, there is always that that thought process. Well, they want to draft their guy, so they want to start mm-hmm. with the quarterback. Or they, but in the same fact, like if they do like Matt Stafford, and honestly, yeah. that's kind of one of the shining points for coming to Detroit is the talent that they do have on offense. And and I I honestly could see if you guys if you guys got like a B enemy, mm-hmm. he'd probably want to keep Stafford. <clears throat> mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, you want the you want the guy that you know can play, mm-hmm. especially with his system. Like, not saying that he's like overly similar to home, but but as far as arm strength, and you already have one of the receivers in place. I could see if you got the enemy, him want be like pounding the table, like let's get the other receiver, build the defense, mm-hmm. build the offensive line, and roll yeah. with our offensive scheme. Because mm-hmm. I mean, it really does come down to at the end of the, at the end of it all, it really does come down to who do the Lions hire for their GM, right? Who do the Lions get for their coach? Yeah. But to you wanting Zach Wilson so bad, Justin Fields putting up the game that he did may have just done Lions fans acute or whoever, Huge. anybody right. outside of the top Huge. three who wants Zach Wilson <laughs> yeah. just did a massive, massive favor. I, he does it again yeah. next Monday in the national title game. Yeah. You know, that's Talking, yeah. honestly like, I mean, I know, like, I know we're right in the middle yeah. of I know we're right in the middle of playoffs, but this got me really, really antsy for, I don't know what we want to call it, like off-season autopsy or something like that, but that's what this really got me excited for is like, oh, man, we have the draft in the NFL and where they're scouting and all that stuff and like how the teams are building around this. Like Iowa, yeah. but I'll, I'll, I'm a Lions fan. I have nothing just but rooting interest in the playoffs. So for me, it's just like, how can we make this better? What's this team? like? I yeah. just, just don't hire Marvin Lewis, man. I don't want him. And, but we, we also keep, interview, we, keep interviewing these guys where I'm like, we interviewed him a while, a while ago. What are you doing? Honestly, a spot that I wouldn't be, I wouldn't think would be terrible for Marvin Lewis would be Houston. Right. But I could see. He did interview there. If there was, a, if there was any of the, any of, if he was going to go to any of the teams, I think Houston would probably be the most ideal for him. Mm-hmm. Probably, yeah. But yeah. to that point, when I said with Zach, you know, Justin Fields having this great game that benefits potentially right. benefits Detroit, let's be honest, the team that benefits the most is Miami. You know, yeah. because of Houston's jackassery under mm-hmm. Bill O'Brien, so Bill O'Brien's jackassery, dumbassery, all the assery is just terrible. Mm-hmm. And um, greatest now Arizona. with the Dolphins having the third <laughs> overall pick, if between field, if if Fields goes two or Wilson goes two, and if somebody wants, you know, whoever whoever whoever's still there at number three, Dolphins will be like, all right, let's chat. Come yeah. talk to us. What are you What are you going to give I mean, us come, for this pick? Come yeah. double down. You know, like geez. yeah, they could. <laughs> and with them already having their own, yeah, right. what yeah. they I think and they have the 18th two, pick. Yeah, yeah. and the three two picks. And yeah, the picks right behind the Lions, <laughs> which are like the Falcons and the Carolina Panthers, both need quarterbacks, mm-hmm. and or both have mentioned that quarterback is a need for them and you're still within the top 10 and you can go up and trade Falcons your... Falcons are ahead of you. Oh, Falcons are ahead? Oh, yeah, they're uh, fourth. Who's the team right behind the Panthers then? Because there's Denver. Denver, yeah. Yeah, that, they'd be yeah, in. That could trade up and still be within San the top Fran 10. San Fran is in play there yeah. too. At 12, like, Minnesota, you can still get a top 15 pay, but you can New trade England. up. Yeah. Like, there's... there's yeah. I, and we even say this Raiders. every year going into the Sorry, draft. Even the Raiders are in play there. Yeah. We, we say this every year going into the draft. It's like, is this the year that there's a bunch of draft trades? 
This could last be the year. year wasn't that year. Yeah. Like, really, like we yeah. were expecting it, yeah. and then it didn't happen. But even the mocks thus far, there's been almost every mock I've looked at has had a fair amount of trades, trades in it. Yeah. Yeah. I think, and we actually mentioned it in one of In fact, I wouldn't mind the Lions trading back a little bit. Chats before the draft game that last year that they're like, uh, with COVID, like maybe teams just stay where they're at. They're like, I don't know. Like, let's yeah. not enough scouting. Like, we didn't get the combine or didn't get like the process like we should have. Let's just stay home. And that ended up happening. But this year, this year we're, we're, we're a year into into this. We've got a lot of stuff to figure mm-hmm. out. They know how to scout yep. these kids. They know how to go There's talk to them. Five. I, I think that Trask probably fell out of the first round. Yeah. And um, again, we'll, we'll touch on that later. Five but that was a lot of probably. unfortunate mm-hmm. stuff for him. But I mean, honestly, I don't hate. And if Trask what? has a great yeah. offseason combine process and everything yeah. like yeah. that. Could just shoot back shoot up. Sorry. Up. Yeah. Oh, I mean, even if he does, I was like, one thing that I don't hate right now is his position. Is like, say, like you're a Lions fan, get some guy to groom behind Matt Stafford and just sit there for a little bit, you know, yeah. and learn. That like, Trask could be the perfect guy to do that. Like, yeah. if you're like, oh, let's let's build the offensive line or build the receiving core, then or if you, even if you trade down with someone, and you haven't somehow maybe have an extra pick. Yeah. Then take your quarterback later that's build atlanta is another team that could potentially do that and just hold on to matt ryan for another year trade back and go get either you know trask or mac jones potentially just outside the top 10 or maybe in round 15 or so and i mean mac jones sitting behind matt ryan seems i think that would just be beyond ideal right i mean that would be fantastic yep it's to play in a in a stadium where he wins has won Mm-hmm. And he'd get to be throwing to two Alabama receivers. Yep. Yeah, it's going to be a fun draft to break down. I, I, oh, I'm looking so at the talent that we've already know is in the draft and like the draft order. There's a lot of interesting scenarios that we kind of played out in our talk the other day on like the Lions scenarios. Yeah. Like, man, maybe the best situation isn't taking or even maybe moving up. You never know. Well, and I told you guys how I found that, that draft simulator, that mock draft simulator. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I I literally, like, the night when I told you about it, it, the night before, I'd literally spent two hours. Like, I stayed up two hours past when I intended to fall asleep. And I'm just like, yeah. let's do this. Let's do this. And it has, it has dials where you can make it more random, make it less random. Other teams go more for their needs, less for their needs. And it's yeah. like, <laughs> I need to find the you website. You can even make, tra- make trades. There's a, there's a website that a bunch of Cowboys bloggers use to do the draft. And it actually like, you, you pick the team that you want to pick for mm-hmm. and you make their first pick. And then it like simulates who would be taken after that all the way until your next pick. Mm. And then you can make trades and everything. It's pretty cool. Hmm. And like, yeah, it's a lot of fun. I need to figure out what website they use, but it, that's something that I kind of want to yeah. play around with. But uh, getting back to NFL, because we need to make picks for our playoff games mm. uh, coming this weekend. Uh, we'll start with the NFC. Uh, Washington football team is hosting Tampa Bay. What do we think? Uh, I mean, I, I th- I'm going Tampa Bay. God, I so badly want to pull the trigger on this. I just uh, – I. I don't see Tom Brady. I don't see Tom Brady doing two years in a row. Regular season. I don't see Tom Brady doing two years in a row where it's a one and out. No, I don't either. Especially with Gronk back. Although although it's curious to see. I am curious to see what what comes what comes out about with Mike Evans. Yeah, with the injury there. Yeah, Um, but you still got Chris Godwin at that point too. And and trust me, like I I I see the offensive line thing. Uh, uh, Tampa has a great offensive line. Tampa's Bay defense has been playing a lot better. Um, and I do feel like it's going to be not a struggle. What? 
not a lot a lot better than anyone, anyone else, else in the in league. league. Yeah. Not just yeah. a lot better. They're the number yeah. one scoring defense in the league. Um, and so I do see a lot of those like factors going into it, especially with all that stuff. And maybe if Alex Smith can be more Alex Smith and not interceptions. Mm-hmm. But man, I just I, there's just something that says like th- this is my like circle on paper. This could be an almost upset or an upset alert. Like that's that's I think what it'll it says be to me. very close. Yeah. But man. I just, I just I like haven't liked a lot of what I've seen out of Washington's offense overall. Same. Yeah. I mean, that's I, the one thing that holds me back. Yeah. In the playoffs, you still need to generate points. And that, I mean, Tom we're Brady talking across the board. Year. Yeah. I mean, 43 touchdowns at 43 years old. Yeah. I'm just saying, if, if Washington has what they've done a, a couple games, uh, more than just a couple games this year, of like strip sacks, you know, just get to look at the teams that they're doing that against. Right. Pretty uh, bad teams. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, they've also, yeah, just, pretty bad offensive lines. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Justin like Morris is a first-team All-Pro as a as a rookie, and he has played against Chase Young. It's an out-there pick, but quite a few times. I, I like quite it. Quite a few times, a couple times. You're the pick champion of the regular season, yeah. so it's not like we can really give you too much shit. Right, for this. you already won the regular season, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. These are just <laughs> throw out your pick. Doesn't matter. Colts? Uh, oh, no, you don't want that. <laughs> you, know, you, you have to pick the Colts to upset the Bills. No, I do not. <laughs> I will not do that. You will not do it. All right, uh, Rams at Seahawks. I think the Rams are a little too injured. I think the Seahawks roll. I agree with not that. Not knowing the status of Goff, you ha- I, I have, ha- to take, yeah. have to take the Seahawks. Um, not that Goff even like puts them that much over, but not having your starting quarterback in a playoff game and, and on McVay, the does play very, very well. And mm-hmm. both games, the points that were scored were completely different than how the game actually was. I think sure. one game this year was 20 to 26. But it was like a late resurgence from the uh, Rams because it was twenty six like to three, and the Rams brought it back to twenty. Yep. And the last one that they played when the Rams won, uh, it was a nine to something. I can't remember, but it was just like that was when you know I think Goff hurt himself. But it's like this is like yeah. it, it was two games that it doesn't really tell exactly what it was. And the Rams have been really successful at removing. DK Metcalf from the game and putting it all on Tyler Lockett. Will Tyler Lockett have two weeks in a row? That and like, or will DK figure out how to get past Ramsey? Like, it's they they've been shutting him down, and he's supposed to be your biggest stretch the field rest weapon. Yeah. And letting Russ cook has turned into, I don't know, a microwavable meal or something. I, it's just, it's not pretty to look I'm at. I'm still blaming, uh, uh, shoot, offensive coordinator uh, Brian Schottenheimer yeah. more for Russ cooking not being great than Russ. Yeah. Yes. Play calling has been awful. Yes. Which <laughs> I wonder who could have told you that. Maybe somebody who's watched a Schottenheimer team for a long time. <laughs> it's funny but, how similar these son coaches are to their dads. Oh my God, Turner. Yeah. <laughs> well, you have him. You have Shanahan. Shanahan does the same sh- stuff as it doesn't value running backs. Brings in these fourth round picks. Runs his own, and then mm-hmm. the Schottenheimers. They just fall apart in the second half of the season. It's unreal. But I will say to that point is Seattle did quietly still finish 11-5. and five. Right. Mm. And it was something over the last month. I mean, after everybody was all over them the first part of the season, you know, when they were putting up insane offensive numbers, nobody was talking about Seattle yeah. over the right. last month. It was right. a very quiet finish to the season. And so that's where I could see them. I mean, there were some ugly games. I could see them having. Last game was I could see them come out. Yeah, but I could see them coming out against what is clearly a banged up Los Angeles team. Mm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I watched the entire Seahawks game actually with a Seahawks fan after work uh, on Sunday, and like 
we're we're high on Bethard. Right. Like not I would say like we like him. Yeah. We think he can do more than what he's shown. What he's what but he's like, being utilized. That to do. game was ugly and San Francisco was in it the whole way. And uh, yeah. And so it, it, I don't trust the Seahawks going overly deep, but I do trust them against the Rams because yep. it's right. a team they know and they're possibly without a quarterback. Agreed. So Needless to say, I don't think the Seahawks are going to make the Super Bowl, which is what I was my other team. <laughs> that was my yeah, it was my Super Bowl pick. Yeah. yeah, you had Seahawks. Seahawks Saints Colts. in the championship game is what I had, and Seahawks. Oh, okay. Saints. Yeah, and your overall pick was Seahawks Colts, right? Yeah. Right. And mine was Seahawks Chiefs Chiefs Cowboys. So yeah. hey, I said it. Colt, hey, Duncan's the only one that has a team that didn't even make the playoffs. In his. I'm a cowboy. They got that baby. close. They got that close. You know, you know how much I would have. You know that would have happened on on Sunday night. How much I would have come in here, guns blazing. Oh, I might have actually come in with with like some pop up, like cap cap guns or something can like that. Can we get like, a replay? How about them cowboys? Is there a mulligan uh, that we can do to have like Duncan tilt? On I, I will. I would, actually, I do want to mention that game had one of the worst calls I've ever seen too. Did you see the fumble fumble recovery at the, the butt recovery? Oh my god, yes. <laughs> butt fumble part two. The butt recovery. <laughs> yeah, butt recovery. So that was down? That was what? Yeah, that's possession. Yeah. Well they, they said that he regained possession because he Oh he I know, I was watching. Ah, with, with his cheeks? With his he squeezed it between <laughs> those two hey, two cheeks equals two hands. Yeah, if so, I saw him if I saw him stand up off the ground, he still had it in his ass like yeah, that. That's yeah, possession. Sure. Yeah. That's possession. You've got but some when, strong but ass when glutes, a cowboy my friend. comes out of the pile with the ball and then you say, No, that second that he sat on the ball and his hands never touched it, that's possession. That's crap. Kids, if you're listening to this podcast, actually don't because we curse a lot. Uh, yeah, don't but, fucking listen. Yeah. <laughs> Kegels. No. Kegels are the shits. future to the NFL. You, it's possession, so you have to make sure you can get your legs squeezed together and hold on to those footballs. <laughs> Just kegels. Kegels, kegels, kegels. Squeeze them. Yeah, yeah do butt workouts. Uh, and actually, two of the worst calls I saw this weekend in the uh, Minnesota game, they called a roughing the pass. Oh, my sweet. <laughs> Just standard sack. Like, yeah. It was, there's no leading with the helmet. Thank it was you. I was trying to think. I was like, there was something up. else, too. Yeah. There was, and he didn't drive him into the ground hard yeah. or anything. It was just he, like, a he standards. Laid off. Yeah. <laughs> he rolled off perfectly fine. I was like, I showed it to a few different people at the bar that I was watching the games with. I was like, hey, this was called roughing the passer. And they're like. Wait, what happened after that? That was actually like, what did they do after that to get that call? I'm like, nothing. Yeah. That that was called that yeah. way. Yeah. On but a yeah. four, and not just that, not fourth like and fourth and one yeah. that they got the sack, mm -hmm. and then that gave Minnesota the ball back. And I think yep. it was only it was a one possession game at that point. Yeah. Yep. And then yeah, Minnesota immediately scores a play or two later. Yeah. And yeah, because I texted, I was like, what? How yeah. is that? And I read the referee description. Yeah. Or explanation afterwards, and he's well. He put his he put his entire weight on, and the the reporter even says, "What could he have done differently?" Well, there's a way that you can barrel roll with the quarterback, so you you roll yeah. off to the side and you take your weight with you, so you're not putting your full it's body dumb. weight onto the quarterback. What I have said in the past that I think that we are in the era of the worst refereeing across all sports. You see it every week, and mm -hmm. it's it's getting really really hard. Well. And it's we see these things, and we're just like sometimes you can see That's something. Two calls that affected game. Yeah, some, and sometimes we see these things like going back to the past. There is wild. there is some 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 leeway in there. You can see where they can justify doing this. We completely disagree with it. Our, the eyeball test, no, that was a terrible call. But you can at least see in their explanation. There's 
okay, you can get away with that. I look at the one, we, are, we have seen this season though, bad calls or non-calls or just things that the officials do that are completely inexplicable. Mm. And I'll point to three weeks ago, the Atlanta-Tampa Bay game, when it was that short of the, of the first down marker and they called it a first down. Yeah. Like when, when even Daryl Johnson, I can't remember who was play-by-play, -play, even the announcers are saying, oh, I guess that's what constitutes a first down these days is you don't actually have to hit the marker. What pisses me off about bad spots is we have the technology to fix this. Yes. Yeah. GPS exists. Yep. And it has for a long time. And we can put it in a football. Yeah. And we don't need chains with a... It's maddening that we still have these archaic ways of figuring out if something is a first down or not. It's and and yeah, and not to mention that's that, something for another podcast because I really do yes. want to do a, a yeah. podcast where we just go over how refereeing is so terrible in sports. Agreed, and because you can do the same thing in baseball, baseball. with the strike zone, and but uh, NBA and college basketball, yeah. college football. It's just but, and like the and the fact like the point is like you know with that with that that bad first down where it wasn't even where it was short they, they you even see and they didn't think the cameras were on the official who did this but the line judge moved it up almost an entire yard from where leonard fournette had gone down i know this is a game from three weeks ago and i already vented about it but this just goes to show like you are literally and oh who was the quarterback in that game who benefited from it oh tom brady and that line judge was also the son of tom brady's favorite official the guy who was the the referee in the tuck game almost 20 years ago i can't think of his name but it's his son and his son loves his dad like he loves his dad well <laughs> like adores his dad to a point where he switched his uniform number to his dad's number oh, after his God. dad retired and tom brady what, what his this referee the, the 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 guy the line judge's dad worked tom brady's or uh his last game was was a was a tom brady game tom brady didn't go hand, shake hands with anybody else well the coach the quarterback of the opposing team he immediately went up shook hands with this referee being in his last game and referee came out and was like yeah we've always had a great working relationship i always loved tom brady you know and it was awesome that he would hey. do that he went and ignored everybody else and he came and sometimes you have a player on your and there team, even you know? was there even was too in this tampa bay atlanta game they show at the end of the game this official this line judge slapped tom brady on the ass as they were all leaving as they were all mingling in the middle of the field mm -hmm. you're Don't telling like, me there's awesome. not collusion don't like that don't awesome. like that at all. Yeah, no collusion. It, I mean, we're, we've we're seen it. We've seen it happen. In, yep. In basketball a few years back with the Tim Donahue stuff, and yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, I, no, I was thinking that I maybe said Tim Dennehy instead of Donahue. Yeah. Either way, which uh, just they're corruptible, and especially when you establish that. Yeah, they can establish relationships with these certain players and coaches and stuff. It's like, fuck. Mm. It just gets dicey. Right. Yep. But, Another reason I'm picking the Bucks, because who's to say that something doesn't come down to the come down to the wire and all of a sudden some magical call goes call. the Buccaneers' way. Right. Yeah. Uh, it would be poetic just for you guys though if like Alex Smith eliminated Tom Brady from the playoffs. Yeah. Oh man, Alex Smith doing work for the Chiefs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but the final NFC uh, wild card matchup: the Bears versus the Saints. Saints. <laughs> Taking the Saints as well. The Bears haven't beat anybody that's good in their little run here. Bears straight I'm up not taking into the, the Bears. Bears. Not this taking week. the Bears. Ty. <laughs> yeah. Good. I'm not taking good. Bears this week. Uh, yeah. I got bit by the uh, after I rode really, with the Bears so many times earlier this year. Bears, Bears, Bears. Yeah. No, not anymore. And I mean, not that it's like a, not that it's any secret or anything like that. But I feel like, especially when it comes down to. Um, 
when it comes down to like picking <laughs> teams in the playoffs, for me, it usually always comes down to the quarterback and who is the better. You know, like comes down, to, and oh. that's why that's why it's it's, it's it's better between Trubisky and Breeze, right? <laughs> yeah, and then so, like, but it's also like the other thing is like the debutante. So like, who's the first person in like last year, like when the Bills played the Texans? It was like, well, the Texans have kind of been here before. Allen hasn't, and then Allen had two bad fumbles. You know, it's like mm-hmm. things like that. So it's like you learn, you kind of. You know what I, you know what I really want to see in this game though. I want to see it be close, and the Bears kicker miss a field goal at the end, oh, and man. Matt Nagy just a <laughs> doink. Just, a doink. You might actually see Matt Nagy's head explode at that point. Probably would. Is that steam coming out of his ears? Wow. <laughs> All right. So the AFC, we have the Colts at the Bills. Um, Ty is taking the. I Colts. am not. <laughs> Ty, your Super Bowl pick I've is in already, play. You have to I've take. I've already them. apologized for this. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm taking the Bills. I'm taking the Bills as well. The Frank Reich Bowl. Yeah. 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 I'm, um, going, I'm going Buffalo. Yeah, Buffalo at home. Maybe jacked up for this game, and man, they played really well at the end, right. of, the, at the end of the season. Also, there's still a sour taste in their mouth from the last playoffs. Like, Josh Allen has something to prove because he single-handedly lost the game for them, so I feel like he is going to come out to make sure <laughs> You that mean, that like, single-handedly happen. as in, like, the one hand that he chose, chose to, to flip that ball yeah, back? Yes. And, yeah. that is, which, I mean, Buffalo yeah. did still recover that ball, yeah. but... Like, but when what? you're sitting there as a Bills fan going... <laughs> like you're up by 16. I'm not even a Bills fan. I was sitting there watching. I was like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. I would love to see the Colts like get up early in this game and then Phillip Rivers like completely throw it away on X. Like, yeah. That would be such poetic end to Phillip Rivers' career. Mm. Um, yeah. I just yeah, want to see him just cry maybe one more time on the, on the sideline. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Ravens and Titans. That's actually a tough game. Uh, Both I'm, teams had significant stretches where they didn't look very good. I'm gonna go Baltimore. Didn't Baltimore. Tennessee, didn't ten, Tennessee got him in the overtime. Tennessee got him in the regular season. I'll, I'll go Ravens. Ravens are playing too hot right Damn now. Damn it, Ty, get off my get off my. I actually was gonna win that too. Hmm. Um, I just feel I don't know the tight. I like the Titans, but revenge game started started out strong. Yeah, started out overtime. You let that lead go away in that game, Tennessee came back and won. Derrick Henry is the eighth player in NFL history yes. to run for 2,000 yards. How that wasn't, uh, how that didn't pop up as an alert from ESPN blows my mind. What I did a crazy not career that this guy's had. Mm-hmm. You look at like every year he's improved, not just like yards mm-hmm. per game or yards overall, but efficiency. His mm-hmm. yards per mm-hmm. carry are going up. Yeah. You don't see this side of running backs, especially right. his size. Can you name the other seven guys? Uh, Dickerson. OJ Simpson, uh, Eric Dickerson, uh, Barry Sanders, Jamal Lewis. Jamal Lewis, Terrell Davis, Adrian Peterson, and Chris Johnson. Yep. Boom. Yep. Uh, so we we did the same thing here, and I could not think of Jamal Lewis's name. And I was like, he was the. Yeah. Was, we did it. <laughs> like, we did it on Sunday too, and Chris yeah. Johnson was the one I forgot. Oh yeah. No, and CJ2K was the first one I got. I and that's immediately what I yeah. said. I was like, damn it, CJ2K. How did I forget that? Yeah, because because uh, I wanted to petition to call him Yeti Two K because his nickname is Derek Henry's nickname is the Yeti because he only comes out he comes out in snow. <laughs> Became but he he led the league in. Yards, touchdowns, yeah. and I can't remember yeah. what the other stat was. Yeah. But it became like the first oh, yeah. back to do that in back-to-back yeah. years or something. Speaking carry. of having to come out, might have been yards per carry. Yeah, and having to come out and put a team on your back, <laughs> two hundred fifty yards. They're he needed, yeah, he needed two hundred thirty-three yards and he got to do it. That though, right? Uh, Tannehill is actually one of the top three most efficient passers in the league. Yeah. 
Oh, the end of the game, just leaving A.J. Brown that wide open down the field. Mm -hmm. Like, you had overtime. (laughs) You had it. Like, uh, Screwed it away. It was a fun fun week, honestly. Browns at Steelers. Uh, Man, uh, Stefanski just got COVID. Yep. So I'm going to go ahead and go Steelers. Yeah, I'm also going Steelers. I'm going to go Browns. Oh, I like it. Do it. I'm going Browns. I just, I think we just saw, I know Stefanski's not the, is he the play caller in Cleveland? I would assume so. Yeah. I, we saw, and this is college and it's different, but we saw how much Clemson clearly, Mm -hmm. a lot of their struggles had to do with the fact that their offensive coordinator, Tony Elliott, tested positive and he couldn't, he couldn't be there to call the game. And so he had a first time play caller. I could see the Browns struggling similarly. Mm. Yeah, I could see that. But sticking to it. And we need to have a different pick. I like your audacity. We need a different pick on either side. So right. I'm willing to maybe sacrifice a game. Yeah, we're the same. I'm willing to sacrifice a game anywhere. You can just take your bears. Come on. <laughs> I knew yeah. you were going to point that one out. <laughs> I considered on. going Titans, yeah, but bears. I really do think this is revenge for the Ravens. A pen. Yeah. Why is there a pen in my back pocket? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do yeah, I just think the Browns are more talented and they. Oh, that was the AC going off? That's weird. That was really loud. That was very loud. Uh, <laughs> Why was the AC on? I don't know. It's, I don't know. Maybe it's pulling through the whole system. Sorry. Uh, distractions. <laughs> 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 loud noises around us. Ooh, shiny <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> What happens when 380HT kids go to do one podcast? Hey, you want to go ride bikes? <laughs> <laughs> what are you guys Wait, doing after you this? <laughs> yeah. uh, do we want to talk about uh, division winners, what we pick, or do we want to do those later? Surprise, we're not riding bikes right now. Yeah, you had those written down, yeah. didn't you? Yeah, that's why I was just saying. Um, okay. So, Reviewing how accurate or inaccurate we were on our uh, picks to start the year. Yeah, so um, honestly, like, to me, when I was looking at it, it's like I don't really see any clear-cut winner because we all had like sure. good picks and, and like it, it, it it would have come down to the secondary and third picks or like yeah, the lineup of the division. I don't really care who did right. the best. It's but it was it was it was actually like right from the, the the right out of the gate. So uh start with Aaron had Packers, Cowboys, Bucks, and Seahawks winning the division. Mm-hmm. So obviously we two out of four. Yeah, two out of four. Um I had Packers, Cowboys, Saints, Cards, two out of four. Duncan, Pack, Cowboys, Bucks, Hawks. So same with Aaron, two out of four. Um, oh, by the way, I guess mentioning Cardinals, uh, I have definitely changed my stance as how much I, I how much I love Kyler Murray, and I think he is a true talent in this league. But uh, Cliff Kingsbury, they're going to middle of the road until they get rid of him. I just mm-hmm. I, he is not an NFL coach, and I is, do not uh, see that organization doing anything. Baker Mayfield, Pat Mahomes, and Kyler Murray and has never won more than eight games. Yeah, I. I do not see it. I and I I'll stand by what I said before yeah. he got hired as the head coach. When there was talk of him, he did accept the offensive coordinator job at USC. That's what he needs to be as an offensive coordinator. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, Aaron's wild cards were Niners. Sorry, Ryan Gosling. Were Niners, Saints, and Vikings. Duncan's were Falcons, Saints, and Vikings. Um, mine were Hawks, Bucks, and Vikes. So I technically got two Falcons of, like of the oh, and seven mid, and one four of the six or yeah. four of the seven right for the, yeah. Um, yeah and then AFC was AFC was a was a fun one but obviously like um, it was so Aaron Ravens Patriots Tennessee Chiefs Duncan Ravens Same. Patriots Tennessee Chiefs um, two. Yeah. me Steelers Patriots Colts uh, Chiefs uh, two. so another fun two. one two uh, wild cards for Aaron were 
Pittsburgh, Indianapolis, Houston. Wild cards for Duncan, Houston, Buffalo, Indianapolis. Wild cards for me, Ravens, Buffalo, Tennessee. So we all did pretty well there. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah and like in which you would, and I had four out of the seven in the AFC, and you had five out of the seven in the AFC. Yeah. And yeah. It, it was yeah. a, it was a great thing. And honestly, like I went back and watched that podcast, and I, like I told you guys what's showing up today. It was hilarious to hear some of the commentary because we were so right, and I had to keep on pausing because I was just laughing so hard because I was like, oh my gosh. If you can't tell by his hair, Ty was up all night watching. I, that podcast. I was, yeah, I was up <laughs> until three, and normally if I'm up until three, I'm definitely like tying one on. Um, so like when I, yeah. <laughs> I see what you did there. Uh, I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> but like, so when I went to bed this morning, uh, my wife was a little mad at me cause it was three in the morning, but then like I started talking and she's like, Oh, you're sober. And I was like, yeah, I, <laughs> I literally went down a rabbit hole with our podcast and I just couldn't stop. It was so long. It was fun. <laughs> had a great time. <laughs> I had my ringtone on and it was like, <laughs> Dung, damn it, Ty. <laughs> I didn't even have to look at it. I just said, damn it, Ty. <laughs> no. Yeah. There was a stretcher just like. I am trying to sleep. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. yeah. That uh, is something like I talked to Ty texting. To, it was either today or last night. I don't know. Everything runs together. Or I said that it would be cool to go back and like see how some of the draft pick predictions, like mm -hmm. how they would perform in their situations, and uh, we'll our do that season predictions. Like All of us go back and listen to that. It would be a lot of fun, mm -hmm. to get, fun to do. Let's just do like a year in review or something like that. Yeah. Sure. Cool. Um, so, and uh, one more football game because we did get in a little bit into talking about the playoff and the bowl games and all that. Um, Ohio State versus Bama it's next it Monday. Uh, as we know, Ohio State well performed out expect outperformed expectations in the first game. Uh, blew out Clemson. Uh, Justin Fields six touchdowns passing. Um, and just flashed all the talent that we wanted all to see all year that he that he had made Brett Venable's defense look stupid. I mean, if you look at those two monster bombs, Dude. and how like there was like that third one that was like a little short, but like in the same fact, like he was he was playing with those like the well, and busted Olave, ribs. Olave has that top take the top off the defense speed, so you, you're going to see every once in a while with guys like that where <laughs> they do have to slow down. And throw <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I overread that. <laughs> But, that one where he stopped like right before the goal line and had to go back and catch it, and I was just like, "That was awesome." Yeah, and it was literally he made it a he made a break on the receiver and yeah. just outran the pass. Yep. Mm -hmm. But I mean, the that first one where it was just money in the basket. Mm -hmm. Well, and to think about how you know Justin Fields was hurt. We saw how many times he was grimacing there during the game. I mean. Yeah. That guy took a shot, and the the kid was uh, Skalski, I think, is the linebacker yeah. for Clemson. He was tossed. It was targeting. He lowered his helmet. But the, him lowering his helmet had nothing to do with the hit. That was a clean hit. Mm -hmm. He got him straight up shoulder pads in the ribs. Right. And so, I mean, it, was, it wasn't a dirty hit. It was just a really fucking solid hit that that's something where you – the ball you're gonna you're making the ball carrier feel you, yeah. And that was something that they said that he grew up is like, hey, you might be smaller than the other players out there, but you make when you hit him, you make, make them feel you. It's of note that he was thrown out of the title game last year for that one was much more legit. For like sure. he that one was dirty. And this one I don't think was dirty, but it is something to look at. I, and I understand. It's almost I understand. identical to that yeah. Ryan Shazir hit. I yeah. sent that yes. to you guys like side by side, how the right. how Fields was running and how the receiver mm. that Shazir hit. 
where they were at and where they hit them. It was more called to protect yes, Skalski. Exactly. Than yeah. And to, to yeah. yeah, because these kids need to stop lowering that or yeah. lowering their head. I mean, and that was like that was the first thing that we all said throughout the text messages. Was like especially when people were flipping sh shit at the bar here. Mm -hmm. I was like, it's not about that. It's about the fact that he completely lowered his head. Right. You can't see it. You can't hit it. You start that very young yep. and pop warning. You can't see. You can't hit it. Get yep. your head up. Yep. Yep. And I agree yeah, with targeting. I don't agree with the ejection, but you know. Yeah, it's it just, is. I mean, it's it a is flawed it is. rule. It's I I don't like that a player gets tossed and then misses the first if yeah the first half. Of if the it next happens game. in yeah if it happens in the second half, they yeah. miss the first half of the next game. Yeah, which so, they also which, saw their leader of their secondary was sitting because of a hit against Billy Turner. The, I think yeah, was his name against one of Notre Dame. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and where, so yeah. and that's where you know it's it was unfortunate, but. It was still it was it was a good hit mm -hmm. that he put on there, and you could see Fields was was feeling it. Yeah. And the fact mm -hmm. that he was able to still get the torque on his body mm -hmm. to throw those deep balls just, and just put him absolutely on the money was. Yeah. Did you see the one that they zoomed in on his face and like just how like oh yeah writhing in pain he was? But it's like that was actually a moment where like all of Detroit because uh, obviously we're we you know there's quarterback intention there, but it's like you look at somebody and you like you can see that quarterback. You're like you're like I see Matt Stafford in him. Like the you know the like toughness the toughness yeah. I I don't want off the field you yep. know like. mm. two originally Georgia quarterbacks too. right interesting yeah but yeah like him's just gutting it out I was like I was super impressed yeah. super impressed yeah I guarantee speaking of Georgia that Kirby Smart's kind of kicking himself for not benching Jake Fromm right for Fields because. I mean, both got to a title game, but... They might have won a title they, game with Justin Fields. Oh, I think they would have. Look at the talent that they had, mm -hmm. the years that he would have been there. DeAndre Swift and... Oh, man. I can't man. imagine. I can't imagine yeah. stop, anyone stopping that. Was Hardman gone the year before Fields was a freshman? Like, or they No, they would have played together. They would, they would have played together because yeah. Hardman okay. was drafted. He, this, it's Hardman's second year. Yeah. yeah. So, oh, yeah, yeah, they would have yeah, played, played, played together. Damn. Think of that. Just the deep balls to Hardman and then DeAndre Swift. Oh. Georgia, Georgia screwed up, and I got into it on Facebook with a guy that said that Fields isn't that great. He got beat out by Buffalo's third-string quarterback. I'm like, you think he beat him out? You think you really think that? <laughs> you obviously are not watching football. My if you want to, yeah, yeah it's like if, that he beat him out. If you want to go into that talk, yeah, guess what? Dwayne Haskins beat out Joe Burrow. Which one's the better pro? Like, yeah. Sorry, like, and I know we I talked actually, about Haskins last week. I, I actually. Ty and I followed that training camp fairly close. He did legitimately beat him. Out. No, he no, did. and that's but, but that's <laughs> yeah, that's he not, absolutely but, beat him. But I and I'm, that wasn't but and that's that's fair. But the point is, like people say that is like yeah, they beat out such and such. It's like yeah, guess what? Players grow. Yeah, players yeah, become absolutely. better just because you get beat out by another quarterback doesn't mean that right. quarterback's better. It was just at yeah, that point in time, yeah. that quarterback just outperformed. In, yeah, Burrow it, took it as a learning lesson. Yeah, I mean, and boy Jake did he Fromm learn. Beat out Jacob Eason, who's mm -hmm. a better quarterback. Who ended up being the better quarterback, Eason? Yeah. yeah, there was. There's a lot of that where you see, where like, oh, that guy. Oh, how hey. didn't he start there? Yeah. It's just like we talked about earlier. Mike Glennon was going to start ahead of Russell Wilson at NC right? State. Mm -hmm. that, yeah, that had more to do with Russell wanting to play baseball and the True. coaches wanted him to focus yeah. on football. But still, yes, still comes coaches to... overthink the quarterback position, mm -hmm. and the truly successful coaches will eventually make those switches. Mm -hmm. Yep, the guys that. Oh, no, I want the veteran uh, instead of this freshman with high upside. The, yeah. When they don't pull the trigger on that, I, you're probably going to bet. Point you. in case. In the championship game again, Nick Saban. Tua. Tua. Uh, and even Tua to Hurts, you know? Kelly Bryant. To, Kelly Bryant. To 
Trevor, yeah, Trevor Lawrence. Lawrence. Yeah. yeah, it yeah. happened two years in a row. Yeah, but you know, like, what can you do? Uh, he mm. went to Ohio State. Honestly, probably ran a system that better brought out what he does best on the football field, and he's playing for a national title, and then going to go to the NFL and be a, probably a top five pick. Yeah. So it all works out in the end. And I mean, I'm not a huge Kirby Smart fan anyway, anyway so yeah. screw that. But Devontae Smith is another player that we need to talk about. See, balled out in the t- in their uh, game and probably also, locked up the Heisman. Also banged I'm up. I'm so excited. Yeah. Also was struggling through an injury during a majority of that game. Yeah. But, man, the, the plays he made – and that game were yeah. incredible. Like he's flashed that, everything you want to see out of a that touchdown one. in the corner, a touchdown in the front yeah. corner of the end zone. Yep. As, as horrible as it sounds, it was almost exactly like we kind of said. I mean, I can't imagine another team replacing them, mm-hmm. but Notre Dame got beat down by 30 points with a Trevor Lawrence. Like I understand putting him in there, but just dropping them from that thing altogether because that was not the team to go up against. Bam, I don't think any team the is. The ACC getting two teams in is the biggest joke, joke. ever now. Right. Right. ACC didn't win a single is, game yeah. and didn't win a single bowl game. And the fact that it was that rat that's bastard. Probably that, that rat bastard. <laughs> but uh. something that's probably overplayed is bowl performance by conferences because, yeah. again, the Big yeah. 12 went 5-0, and and that's really yeah. – I love to be like, yay, that's cool. But there ultimately, it's, it's – yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and, you know, the, the Florida situation for Oklahoma, mm-hmm. that benefited Oklahoma. And I even mentioned on last week's podcast, Oklahoma tends to show out in bowl games when mm-hmm. it's against a team that was in the national title hunt and then mm-hmm. all of a sudden – isn't mm-hmm. anymore like like Alabama right. three years ago and right. Florida was really in a shitty situation but yeah. that's yeah. where it's the ACC didn't win a game but they were also in some more prominent games but you right. saw also North That's Carolina was missing a ton of offensive production still, from there still almost won there and game. still almost yeah. won that game yeah 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 there's a lot of fun bowl games actually outside of yeah. the playoff mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. the playoff games were both blowouts uh but Georgia Cincinnati Georgia Cincinnati was fun. Oh, poor uh, Cincinnati. Yeah. Damn. I wanted that so bad. And that's we, the yeah. argument against those teams making the playoff. And even uh, Coastal Carolina losing to Liberty yeah. was another one. Like, we were like, man, if you guys really want to make – you you got to go out like UCF and beat the crap out of an Auburn. Yeah. Or, yeah. or like Boise State and beat oh, the Oklahomas yeah, and beat yeah. the teams that they would upset when they were in those positions. Mm. Until you get those teams consistently doing that, there's always going to be a case against them making mm-hmm. the playoff. Mm. And, and it's unfortunate. Yeah, it is. Oh, it's absolutely unfortunate. Um, but that's why the playoff needs to expand. Because yep. in different matchups, like any given game, you could have Cincinnati play balls to the walls and upset. Uh, you th- tell me that Cincinnati couldn't beat that Notre Dame team? Even even Which, a traditionalist right. like Mac Brown came out and said, you know, an old school coach, yeah. one of the oldest coaches, maybe the oldest coach in the country right now. Uh, Probably. Yeah. He's up, he's one of the clearly, mm-hmm. clearly one of the three or four oldest. Yeah. Um, even he came out and said that the playoff field needs to be expanded, that Absolutely. it needs to be six or eight teams. Mm-hmm. And he wasn't just saying that because that would have gotten North Carolina. Like, he just, he sees the writing on the wall. Yeah. It just makes more sense. Yeah. And, and we've talked about it before. It still just blows my mind how the the the, the NCAA is so mm-hmm. resistant to do this. When it's like you're gonna—that's more games. You're gonna make more money, mm-hmm. and you're gonna make more people happy. What are you? You're just holding on tra- to tradition. No, you're not anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Worth noting. Just random came into, is Ohio State the only team to multiple? Well, in general, to win playoff games. Only as a bottom two seed. 
So they've never won as a top two seed. They won the national title as a four seed. Yeah. And now they're a three seed. Yeah. I don't think any other team has even won a playoff game as a three or four seed. They're def definitely the only team to do it twice. Who, when, when Ohio State beat Oregon in the national title game, what seed was Oregon? Oregon was, was that a year where it was the four and the three that both advanced? No. Well, no, the four and the three. And no, Oregon was under, they were one of the top two. Okay. They beat Florida State, who kept getting disrespected in spite of winning the previous year's national title because they didn't play anyone, and it showed against Oregon. That was all, and that was Those also teams. because Jameis Winston just was throat was turning the ball over left right. and right that year. Right. They went undefeated, but they weren't good. Yeah. So I want to say Florida State was for sure the three. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. And Oregon, I want, yeah, Oregon was the two, well, then was the two for sure. Who was the one? Was Bama. it Bama? Bama. Bama. Yeah. Ohio State beat Bama in the first yeah. game? Yeah. Okay. Zeke Kelly rushed for like three, 250 yards. He went stuff. off. Yeah. 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 That's just random fact. I think I'm almost positive that they're the only team to Probably. win as a bottom two seed. But two different coaches, too. Because since then, we've basically gotten Bama versus Clemson or Bama versus yeah. Georgia. Yeah. And yeah. Either way. Um, so, yeah, Devontae Smith, hopefully wins a Heisman. Tonight, uh, let's do it, baby. So, who are you guys taking in the title game? Uh, let's see. Title game, uh, Bama. Of note, LSU is the only one seed to win the national title. Ooh. Ooh. Interesting. I just think Bama's playing on another level, yeah. and Jalen yeah. Waddle was practicing. There's a chance Jalen Waddle plays. That is. That's big. It's big. Yeah, yeah I'm going to say we're probably all taking Bama there, but hopefully, like last week, we're all wrong. We're all wrong. Yeah, so, I would not be upset. I, I mean, I would I not just want to see Honestly, a damn good game. I would, yeah, I would love that. Yeah, I mean, there's also there's also that question about the field's ribs. You know, just yeah, trying to see. I mean, extra rest obviously is gonna help, but and it's a, definitely a tougher defense that he's facing. I was gonna so say, if he yeah. takes a couple mm. shots early in that game. Right, that's tough. Um, but MVP race. For it's football? it's Rodgers. It's Rodgers. Right. Yeah, I didn't know I mean, if we want to mention it. Is, it's Rodgers. Is there anyone right. that like Mahomes, but the touchdown different? Difference in touchdowns is what's the only the only thing that would save Mahomes is the fact that and some there's actually is a small movement of people saying is just like yeah his stats are less but shouldn't he get something for the fact that he didn't have to play he did so well that he didn't have to play the last game and I don't subscribe to that there's just there is a certain sect of some some supporters that are saying that all tasks even match yeah oh yeah because Rogers absolutely balled out the last month and so. I mean, he finished at 48. Shit. Like, that is that ties the fourth highest touchdown mark in NFL history. Tied Dan right. Marino in 80, from 84. And so the only the, – the reason, and I'm biased, I, I do think it's Rodgers. And, I under, and I'm, I'm not going to argue I understand it. the Josh I understand Allen it. argument for, like, second or third. Yeah. So. Uh, Mahomes should be two. I will say Mahomes should be yeah. two. And honestly, I would have liked to have seen Mahomes win. Had he played the last game and ended up with over 40 touchdowns, I think Mahomes would have gotten – would have mm. maybe have gotten it. But and my reasoning is, and it's something I mentioned before, is Mahomes is the most valuable player in the league. Like no doubt, he's not going to get it this year. It's going to be Aaron Rodgers, and Aaron Rodgers also has the narrative on his side because yeah. the first round pick being spent on a quarterback and just and he's thirty six years old and this might be his last great shot. You know, it's. Yep. I think that he's got a lot of things working in his favor, and of course, yeah, he's got more touchdowns and and one fewer interception. Mm. So that's. He's, you know, he's got a lot of things going for him in that regard. I just look at it is, and Dan Graziano argued it on on one of the shows on ESPN, and people were coming at him, and he's just like, 
it should be it should be Mahomes, and he's like, here's why. He's the most valuable player in the league. So, and he did not have a bad year. He had a great year. And the way I look at it is Mahomes, the impact that he has on games influences whether his team wins or loses more than Aaron Rodgers' impact on a game influences whether the Packers win or lose. Yeah. You have to also look at these awards, unfortunately, don't even – the narrative should be who is more valuable to their team, but it's a statistical award. It's a statistical bottom. award. And, yeah, that's the thing is, like, he's more valuable to a team mm -hmm. that won – Technically, only one more game than Green Bay, but let's be honest: if Mahomes and the boys were out there, they probably would have smoked the Chargers. Yeah, yeah. So oh, it's but for sure. it is what it is. Mahomes is twenty-five; he's going to have plenty more opportunities to win absolutely. other MVPs. Yep. Yeah, and, I mean, he still finished thirty-eight and six. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty damn impressive. Yeah. <laughs> and he had almost a thousand more yards. He would have, if he played the last game, would have ended up with almost a thousand more yards than Rodgers. Because that's, that's what's mind-blowing is you'll see games where Rodgers has one hundred eighty yards passing with four touchdowns. It's, like, it's because that offensive team. line is so good. <laughs> well, Although yeah, losing Bakhtiari, like they have a good running game. Dude. Losing Bakhtiari could be huge for them in the playoffs. For sure. like, oh, and that's gosh. something that oh, we didn't even mention. I have, that. I've, yeah. I've point, pointed out to people so many times who say, "Well, the Chiefs' offense is so much better. It's more explosive. It's got the opportunity to be better." I was like, "But frankly, when you look at the the Packers' offensive line, their running game, and Devontae Adams, I suggest that that is a push mm -hmm. for the supporting cast on the offense." Mm -hmm. Uh, with along with Patrick Mahomes having Andy Reid as his play caller and then um, having the weapons that he does and Travis Kelsey and right. Tyree Kill and yeah. McCole Hardman and, and Demarcus Robinson and everybody else, uh, but Sammy Watkins. But it's 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 essentially a push. I mean, I would much rather have the offensive line and the running game than I mean they have, have three, the playmakers because if Patrick Mahomes monster. had the better offensive yeah. line, he would do what Aaron Rodgers is doing and he'd be creating yeah. stars. Yeah. I mean, if you you know told me I had to choose, I obviously would choose the three-headed monster of Aaron Jones, Jamal Williams, and now A.J. Dillon mm -hmm. performing well uh, the last couple games. Like, uh, they, there's That's a cold-weather back, man, and that's yeah. perfect for Green And Day. you're saying, hey, come to Lambeau. Like that, that's, like, that's the one thing that kept me away from picking the Packers was I didn't think the Packers were going to be so dominant to win the number one seed, which means that they were going to get to buy. But now like, looking at that, it was like, oh, Packers might win it all because it, it has to go through Lambeau. Man, how much is State Farm just ripping their chops? I've this? seen Man, something like that. Yeah. I've it, seen a lot of things like that. The potential for their commercials this offseason to develop for next year with Rodgers, like, maybe talking shit to Mahomes in there. But, like, yeah. yeah. Like, and then, say, if Mahomes wins the Super Bowl again, like, be able the to throw it back at him and be yeah. like, oh, you got the MVP? Oh, just oh that's a cute trophy. <laughs> yeah. How's this Look one? Look yeah, this one. Yeah. Oh, this is a Super Bowl MVP trophy. Oh, weird. Yeah. How many of these do you more? still have? Yeah. yeah. Aaron Rodgers chose the MVP trophy, and, <laughs> and uh, Mahomes just set three down on the table. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yours is <laughs> two. Aaron yeah. only has one. That'd be, right. that'd be hilarious. It's not about the size. It's about how you win it. Yeah. Oh, man. It's like, oh, you have more MVPs. I have more Super Bowls. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm 11 years younger. Uh, yeah, so we still have all this playoffs. We didn't get to that part. So. Yeah, let's take a little break. Let's take two breaks. Yeah. All right. Some basketball talk, and we'll be talking some NBA and a little bit of college basketball. It's quite a few fun games over the last couple weeks in both. Um, I got to see Steph Curry. Actually, the replay was on outside when we were taking our break. Of, oh, yeah. uh, Steph Curry dropping career-high 62 points. He hit that last <laughs> shot that put him past <laughs> Clay for the franchise lead in That's points insane. in the game. Yep. And, uh, yeah, it was crazy game. Mm. Like, <laughs> I just mentioned to them, <laughs> oh, there is a post online of Steph and Draymond 
showed a picture of them. They're like, this duo dropped 63 points tonight. And it was, granted, it was Draymond's second game back uh, from being injured. But, yeah, he had one point and one free throw made. And actually, overall, had a pretty good game. He played good defense. Mm-hmm. Had a lot of great passes to Steph. Yeah. Uh, but, man, Steph, like, if if this team had a healthy clay, I really think that they would be a a good, not just a playoff team, but a good playoff team. Because mm-hmm. replacing Steph with uh, Kelly Oubre and Andrew Wiggins, or not Steph, Clay, Clay. with uh, Andrew Wiggins and Kelly Oubre has not been a fun experience for them. <laughs> not yeah. at all. Uh, and like one of the games that I was, uh, the one that I was watching before uh, Steph dropped 62, um, just anytime like Steph wasn't like his his shot wasn't like completely lit up and wasn't right. like warmed and he would just like rely on Ubre and rely on Wiggins and then you were just like clang clang yeah clang and you're just like ah. they had a stretch to start the year where the like they had each made like two threes yeah over the course of like three games I want to say it was mm. yeah it was gross bad bad basketball and what what do you expect out of Andrew Wiggins at this point it's just if you if you're sold on him because he averages like 20 points per game, you're not really watching the games because no. it's it's a very empty stats when it comes to Andrew Wiggins. Very much what, so like garbage time. Yeah. Not even just garbage, garbage time. It's garbage just stats. he's as much as he gives you on offense, he gives away on defense. And he's just – He's not efficient plays. on offense either. Yeah. So it's not like yep. it's not like he's doing it in only a handful of shots. Yeah. Right. There's just a couple times throughout the game, though, where like Steph would dish it and like uh, Wiggins would miss something that was like completely wide, wide open. open. Yeah. And you just see Steph like – like a little bit go, like and then he's like, oh wait, no. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's Andrew Wiggins, not yeah, play. Just, you know. Yeah, I I had hope for just that narrative that he would like have a redemption story with the Warriors, but it's it's not going to happen. Yeah. If anything, like Ubre has the higher upside there. Yeah. Um, but the NBA's kind of been wonky to start the year. Um, other than really, who did I say? Uh, Philly. Philly's like the only team where I think. In the, at least in the East, where they're performing well right now, and I think that they will be kind of in that group that makes the playoffs. Other than that, like the Nets have lost four out of five. Mm-hmm. I've looked bad since the, especially since the Dinwiddie injury. Now and Kevin Durant's out for the next four games. Mm-hmm. COVID the, contact. COVID contact. Yeah. Yep. yep. Uh, but like when that team has been on, they look scary. They look like yeah. a Warriors type of team mm-hmm. from a couple of years ago, where you're like. Oh, they can shoot you off the floor in like five minutes. Well, and we were talking about it last week. How it was like, man, that's a t- this is a team to look out for, and then all of a sudden, just yep. And you just uh, never know. Happy for me, the since the one and two start and kind of looking or two and three even mm. losing to Detroit and then making up for it, beating them two nights later. Yeah, to, <laughs> to even it up. But uh, I uh, pulled up my phone when we first went Detroit one. I went to text Aaron and then I saw that we were, they were on the schedule later and I was like, I'm just going to say that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we play two days later, which yeah. I, I think is cool that the yeah. NBA is doing that to yeah. limit travel. Yeah. Having teams play twice in three days. And, yeah. um, and it but, really, it, I mean, it really did offer a really cool wrinkle to the NBA where it's just like that first game, it was just like, all right, cool. We kind of jumped him. But then the second game, it was like, all right, we got you guys. <laughs> yeah. And it was still that was, was still a close game. game. Yeah, yeah they, were, they played two two good games, and it's kind of weird. Just if, if you go back ten years and tell people, hey, a team with uh, Blake Griffin and Derrick Rose is gonna be fucking terrible. Yeah, they'd be like, what? There's no way. You're done. Like, no, but that's Detroit. Only one um, piece, they'd only be one piece away from being the next big three, man. Like, wait, do they still have Drummond? No. Oh well. Yeah. 
no, Drummond was terrible too. Um, yeah. yeah, it's it's sad to see that because both he's because been, of he's been playing all right this year. I mean, more Drummond game, but you know, yeah. rebounds and stuff. And he's, he's not, not playable in the playoffs. Yeah. What does it matter? Uh, it's kind of the Rudy Gobert effect. You, that's great that he plays well in the regular season. You give him Defense Player of the Year, but he's not playable in the down the stretch of playoff games. Right. So, what what does it matter? Um, but yeah, uh, Boston, the the two-headed monster, the young guys have come alive, and they're one of the top three high-scoring duos in the league. Jalen Brown had a career high the other night. Jason Tatum dropped 40 last night. Mm -hmm. And they're really starting to hit their stride even without Kemba. And we've talked about it off-camera. Peyton Pritchard, the 22-year-old rookie. <laughs> Gotta say e it. rabbit Yeah. Wow. P-Rabbit. He said I, that he said that in our group chat, and I just immediately was like, P Rabbit? What? I actually made a post on Facebook that you should check out where he actually like you're like, Yeah, he kinda does look like yeah. P Rabbit from <laughs> Emile. But yeah, the kid's balling out and he didn't get the start last night, but he scored twenty three points and helped blow out a Raptors team that looks good in the first half of the game. Snuff. But yeah. yeah. Not yeah. playing, as Kyle Lowry said, they're not playing with that Raptor swagger. Mm. The Tampa Bay Raptors right now are yeah. not playing very well. No, um, but it's a long season, and everybody has things to figure out. They they do have the luck of, other than a couple teams, none of the teams that talent wise should be good are playing that well. Mm. Uh, the Lakers have dropped games that they shouldn't. The Clippers have gotten blown out <laughs> in a game, but have F down by game. 50. Oh, it was last Sunday. Yeah, down by 50 at halftime, 127 yeah. to 77. And then the team that did that lost by 30, like two nights later to a team that they're better than. It's yeah. just, you're seeing a lot of those wonky, like, how does this team beating the crap out of this team because it was only like a 62-day layoff. Yeah. Mm. I mean, these they're resting players that played deep into the playoffs at a higher rate mm. to start the year because they want them fresh at the end of the year, which is kind of the opposite. Usually teams try to start Very really strong, strong yeah. and then rest them down the stretch, and it's going to be really cool to see the opposite because usually late into March and April, right before the playoffs, you're seeing like oh, Kawhi Leonard is playing like two out of three games or three out of four, mm. maybe, but he's resting like a couple times a week. You're not going to see that this year because teams are going to be fighting yeah. for those seedings. And it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Um, so they're trying to eliminate who, who's going to make the playoffs here and there. Preseason predictions are probably going to be a lot, very, very wrong. Mm. Like how many, how many people would predict Toronto probably won't make the playoffs yep. depending on how they look the rest of the year. Like, they look like a legitimate lottery team. Mm -hmm. But this is a team that last year looked really good. Yeah. A legit finals contender last year. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We won seven games with the Celtics. Barely missed the conference finals. I mean, yeah. they won the title two years ago. So, yeah. Um, Did they play Miami last night, was it? Last night. I honestly don't know who they played last uh, night. I think, it, I think it was Miami. but uh, That's probably true. Yeah. yeah. But Miami, like, because I, I, I remember walking out and seeing the most tedious uniforms I've ever seen. Um, oh, but the Miami ones? I like those. I did not like those. I don't know if they're I like I was that like, Vice I was, theme that they've been Oh, you don't last. like that? I didn't they like the... The, I didn't split one where split it's like half pink, half... I didn't like... I didn't, oh, dude, I, awesome. I didn't I like the split awesome. down the middle. It was, it was my I own do. personal thing. I, but like, I came out and that watched, weird. and they were just so solidly in control of that game that it was just like one of those, oh, <laughs> good luck. Yeah. I want to say it was Toronto, and it just like looks so flat. And, I mean, Miami is a team that's also one of those teams where you're just like, they have not looked good no. other than a couple games. Like yeah. they, they were a finals team last year 
And yeah, they were a five seed that made the finals. So most of the year they weren't great. Mm -hmm. But you still expect a team that comes off of finals maybe to be energized like, hey, we got the talent. We just got to put it all together. That was a team that was also beat up in that series against the mm -hmm. Lakers. And just like you said, it's only mm -hmm. it's only two months later. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, so yeah. who's to yeah. say that Jimmy Butler? I'm sure Jimmy Butler's not 100%. Right. Goran Dragic, like there's. Yeah, and even. Uh, Bam Adebayo. Bam Adebayo, yeah. Was injured in that series. So. Yeah, That's a team to I could see out. turn it on in like February, March, or sure. something like that. If yeah. They, yeah, if they get healthy and maybe make a move, because uh, they do have pieces that are like Iguodala, who, yeah, you're getting one year out of him where he's he was solid in some games, but Iguodala isn't the Iguodala that won Finals MVP no. five when years you, ago. Yeah, and when you put it down to which he's been of, in the league for almost twenty yeah. years. So. And when you put it right. down to a lot of your young players, like it's just you're going to have those streaky times, like you mm -hmm. know, like Hero and Duncan Robinson. Mm -hmm. like, They've been like they'll have their games and you're just like wow and but then the, the next game you're like uh, uh, yeah just a little young uh, Kendrick yeah. or uh, Rob or Hero yeah. went from scoring just in that playoff series against yeah. Boston he scored 38 points yeah. in one game and then came out and scored like five yeah. in the next yeah so it's just it's typical young play you know yeah. streaky yeah but it's it's gonna be a fun season and yeah it's it's gonna be fun to watch it play out because like that those injuries. All, that are already affecting teams early, good teams early. Yeah. I mean. Well, and then the expected, we were talking off camera, the expected jumps out of certain players, yeah. the, the leaps, I should say. And yep. yeah. we we haven't seen that. One of the reasons the Raptors are struggling so much is we have not seen that. If anything, it's been a Siakam. stagnation Siakam, by right. Pascal Siakam. Yeah. And just not taking that next step that a lot of people <laughs> thought he would into true superstardom. He's mm. starting to get the nickname Beyblade. Out of from people online because his only real move is like to spin, <laughs> and he does it almost every time he touches the ball in the post. He'll just try to spin around his opponent. It's just like you can't do that every time and yeah. expect They're NBA gonna... defenders not to catch on. Like yeah. you need a bigger bag of tricks than that, and mm. he just hasn't gotten to that point. I mentioned to Duncan. I feel like in the next couple of years, or even this year, we could potentially see OG Ananubi take the step and mm -hmm. be that guy over Siakam, who was a second-team All-NBA player last year. Yep. He's averaging like 14 points a game right now, which is just not enough yeah. when your best player is Kyle Lowry, who's old. Yeah. And he's still he, playing at a high level, but, yeah, he's sure. definitely – he's it's that's he's a guy where the drop-off could be coming any time. Mm -hmm. he's, he's ticking time bomb at this mm -hmm. point. Yeah. Uh, and, and, I mean, just like when I was watching uh, – when I was watching them play, it was just – like it was a shell of their like former team, but like even then, like it reminded me, especially like with the Siakam thing, like it did remind me of like that old school coach that's like, we're running the option. What's the next play? The option. What's the next play? The option. Like it's just like yeah, it's uh, the same stuff every and time. And so then play. finally, like wishbone all day, baby. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And then like literally, he's like, it's like, well, it's the perfect play when executed in court. And it's like, well, okay, but like teams will be like, all right, cool. Now we're crashing the defense, the defensive end to just take the running back every time, mm -hmm. and the linebacker is going to come in and level the quarterback. Yep. And glad you handed it off to the fucking you know fullback but then the, the other linebackers blitzing that hole all right run it again you know like yep. and it was like that's what it, it was just like the same play over and over and over and mm -hmm. over and over and over and i was and just if like, they're not hitting their threes another one they're screwed yeah, yeah the, the Khaled, the dj Khaled. <laughs> another, another one, one. another one and another one it's not working another one <laughs> oh, coach we know what you want to play another one <laughs> but yeah um Honestly, yeah, not a not a whole lot to cover with NBA. Um, it's there's still a lot to figure out. These teams are mm -hmm. growing 
and like I said, it's a weird COVID year. Yeah, with the, yeah, with the, I mean, like you said, with the resting, it's just season should only just now have started. To be yeah. honest, so, yeah, no doubt. I mean, NFL or NHL is kind of going through those growing pains as well because the season gets ready to start on the thirteenth. Yeah, and uh, I didn't prepare uh, any NHL today, but I promise that we will do. <laughs> we will give NHL yeah. its due upcoming. I've just been so locked in the fans or uh, football, football and yeah. playoffs and all that stuff. You'll be happy to hear concerns from the Blackhawks end in, in yeah. NHL to, because they've already got two of their two of their key young players, Kirby Doc right. and, yeah. and uh, Nylander, that yep. were key down the stretch last year, yep. are out for the moment mm-hmm. with injuries, albeit probably only a month or so. Yep. The big one, Jonathan Taves, out indefinitely with undisclosed illness yep. is what they're saying. Is he's, They said it's not COVID as far yep. as they know, but something is – he's like, I'm drained. I just don't have the energy. I mean – there's a there's so many possibilities of what that could be even something even cancer of some kind wow. i mean if you're a blackhawks fan that's got to scare the hell out of you yeah, i mean he's but... he's still only 32 years old right. he's the captain right and that's that's a very scary prospect so yeah. season hasn't even started yet and blackhawks are already in a hole yeah i just it's just like so we go, got a little bit of nhl yeah. for you yeah going into going into like this whole covid season it's just kind of that whole like rest is needed especially for athletes like i mean they go out there put their bodies on the line for our entertainment and all that stuff and like i mean i work a long eight hour shift and i'm dead the next day you know like and i'm i'm old and, like, and these guys are we are not elite athletes <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i don't know what you're t- yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah i get like three hours into a shift and i'm like man i'm beat <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah and these guys you know are, are putting their bodies on the line and then coming back two months later to be like hey let's do this like yeah i like i sleep wrong and i wake up mm-hmm. with mystery brews you know like when did i get that why, yeah you know? why does my knee hurt today what did i even do <laughs> yeah yeah i've been when i see uh nba players playing at a high level on a second night of a back-to-back i'm like yeah how do they do that yeah Man, i play football in high school and at like <laughs> yeah 16 years old i'd play a game and be sore for eight days <laughs> No, but yeah, yeah, it's it's crazy the recovery time for athletes. It's they also do have insane nutrition, insane right, right. doctors yeah. and trainers and specialists coming in to yeah. help not, them. And they're not eating Casey's breakfast pizza after games. And well, unless you're talking about what's Sam, wrong with that? Unless you're talking about <laughs> Sam Howell, yeah. not even in the league yet, but can only chicken apparently tenders. eat chicken tenders ah, and we chicken didn't nuggets. That. Yes. Yeah, we are down on Sam Howell. Yeah, down. Market. <laughs> he eats mainly Sell. chicken tenders and chicken nuggets. This has never had a bite of a burger or Sell. a steak. And, and Sell. It is seafood, seafood won't even consider it. Nope. Sell. Sell. I'm, <laughs> I'm selling. I'm way down on Sam Howell. Although like, I, I just, and, and, and this is something that was, we were talking about it in like a joking manner. Like, this is ridiculous. What the hell is wrong with this kid? But I think we were, we were laughing as we're doing yeah. it. But that is something that some NFL scouts, some NFL oh, front offices are going to look at is like, nope, off our board. Uh, absolutely not. No, like, nope. yeah, you guess what? You're going to come in and you are going to eat these lean meats and things like that. We're going to make you eat steak, not lean. No, they won't. But they'll be like, you're not eating chicken nuggets and chicken tenders anymore. That's for damn sure. Chicken. Are they dino shaped chicken tenders? Because I'm totally in. Like, that, that sounds like. I need to know. Right, is well, it, does it, is it like. Rattler is. Firmly number one on my board for next year. I also <laughs> need to know, uh, also need to know is it like it like these chicken nuggets? Are we talking McDonald's? Or are you going the spicy nugs Ooh, from spicy from nuggets. Wendy's? Mm, I mean, spicy there's a lot of questions here. Mm. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I once I need to Chick-fil-A know. In the, probably in the future. Oh yeah. In the future, when Sam oh, Howell comes through Kansas City, the Wendy's spicy nuggets are so good though. Yeah, they are. Yeah. 
They are really good. In the future, when Sam Howe comes through Kansas City, I'm sending him a fucking cheeseburger from Taps. <laughs> Just be like, this is. You it. won't eat it. I don't so care. That's a waste. Yeah. Of a Why would you waste burger? the burger? Actually, I'll send him a tweet. Just send, I'll, send I'll send him some wings. I'll send him a tweet that'll be like, hey man. Yeah, if he's burger at taps. Yeah, if he says he doesn't eat okay. wings too. Do you have nuggies? Yeah. <laughs> if that if that's another thing, is he's like wings? Nuggies. No, I don't eat those. Are they, are they boneless? Yeah. Get the, get the fuck out. Yeah. 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 Just are you yeah. kidding me? Boneless wings are chicken nuggets. Die on a hill segment. Boneless wings are chicken nuggets. Oh, that's legitimate. That's yeah. like we could just play that guy that had the uh, Lincoln City Council. <laughs> oh meeting. right, I forgot. You could call him Saucy Nugs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, highly recommend anyone looking that up. Yeah. It's a whole spiel to the city council of Lincoln, Nebraska, yeah. where a guy went off about boneless wings. Yeah, spectacular. AKA saucy nugs. And yeah, it's fantastic. Anyways, let's get into college basketball. Was, and there a was week. a lot of fun. A lot of fun games. In other news, Gonzaga continues to do Gonzaga things. Oh, Gonzaga is just garbage. Yeah. They're Man. terrible. What the hell is How is Mark Few still employed? God, terrible. Oh man, they're gonna run through that. Kind of, they're gonna have a legitimate yeah. chance of being that undefeated team. That, yeah, yeah, like it. Right. So, I was telling the guys, like, obviously, I had off all last Saturday, so I was bouncing back and forth between like bowl games and all that stuff, and a lot, watching a lot of college basketball. Because um, there was a couple bowl games I really wanted to watch. Obviously, the Iowa State and Oregon one, which was pretty fun. It's a fun game. Well, it was a real fun game. Um, but I had like you know one game on my phone, Friday one State. game on the television, yeah. and when I. When I flipped over to the Gonzaga game, I was just—it was watching it every time. I was just like, "This is, this is ridiculous." And it's so good. It's it's fun to watch yeah. because they're that good, but it's still just like—I mean, there was like the point where I was watching like the Rutgers versus uh, Iowa game where they had like going back and forth, and Garza was like resting for just a second, and there was just like miss bucket, miss bucket, miss bucket, miss bucket, miss bucket, and then like even with Gonzaga, it was like. Other team misses bucket, Gonzaga scores. Other team misses bucket, Gonzaga scores. Other team misses bucket, Gonzaga scores. And it was just like, whoa. about the Rutgers game? Yeah. They didn't have long stretches where we were missing. But a lot of guys played really well in that game. Yeah. I watched that whole there was, game. There was like one specific time where it was like two, three minutes. Where it was literally like back and forth. And it was like three, it was three like long, deep threes. <clears throat> um, and it was actually paired with a couple Iowa turnovers, which is what what it was. But it was like, like both threes bounced off the rim. And I want to know, like... Rutgers is good. Yeah, Rutgers, they are. Yeah. They are a feisty team. They're going to upset Mulkey, some teams. Mulcahy, Mulcahy, the mm-hmm. what is the guy's name from Rutgers? Mulcahy. Their Mulcahy. best player is Ron Harper Jr. Yeah. By far, I, he is a fantastic yeah. player. Um, there was some I, guy that was coming off the bench that I was like, wow, he's actually pretty talented. I think. Uh, their center was pretty talented. I liked yeah. he. Not that he gave Garza huge fits, but he got him yeah. in the first half, and Garza came alive and. Yeah. Yeah, it was, uh, he it was, made some plays in that game where I was like, if was a, you don't think that this guy can play in the NBA, you're insane. Like, <laughs> you are absolutely insane. Yeah, it was a, that was a funny When he did the dream shake, like, yeah. I was like, yeah. uh, I was working and I was just, I'm not taking tables until I until this game's over. It was awesome. Yeah. Loved that game. Because um, honestly, like, the way that they're, that Iowa played in the first half and yeah. Uh, early in the second half, I was like, oh, this just kind of feels like a game where Rutgers has our number, and then yeah. Garza came alive yeah. late in the yeah. second half, and it was yeah. it was fun, a lot of fun. Yeah, there was there was definitely some good college basketball on. I mean, obviously, good, just good sports in general all last weekend, but good, good college basketball. Just Duncan, what was the best game of the weekend? What would you say? 
Uh, let's see. I feel like a certain team went into a certain legendary basketball arena and absolutely waxed the court with the home team. Mm-hmm. That would be Shaka Smarts, Texas Longhorns, going into Allen Fieldhouse. Ding, and ding, 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 ding. Holy cow. Just handing the Jayhawks their own asses. Mm-hmm. Shined it up real nice and said, here you go. Here's your asses right back to you. Yeah. Uh, beat them. That was the the largest def- or that was the largest margin of loss that KU's had in Allen Fieldhouse, and I don't know how long. I think it's like it's definitely of the. It was like since like, it was like eighty. It was it was like over that. thirty years. It was it's been yeah. a long ass time. Yeah. Uh, no, it was. Uh, they went in and just played an absolutely outstanding game. And I, I was talking off camera how they Shaka Smart brought in a defensive guru last year, kind of a defensive coordinator type, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. who his defensive focus is on closing out on three-point shooters. Just you, you try to mm-hmm. – you can give up other things, sure, but just do what you can to limit the effectiveness of another team's three-point shooting. And that's what KU lives and dies with is the three. And KU had the worst shooting performance from three that they've had all year. Lo and behold, they lose by what they 25, 26 they lost by, something like that. Like yeah. I think it was exactly twenty-five. Yeah, yeah. just got their asses yeah. kicked. And again, in Allen Fieldhouse. No, Allen Fieldhouse is not Allen Fieldhouse this year. Mm-hmm. But that's still an insanely impressive. They were victory. definitely overrated in that game. Like I don't think that it KU is a top five team. No. Talent wise, they haven't played to that potential. They had played they did the they did the opposite of what KU usually does, and that's where it takes them some time to really get into gear. And they're still winning a lot of games, but you'll mm. see that it's once they usually hit the conference slate is when they just start rolling and they start playing their best basketball. Right. This was not going to happen. This, this was the opposite. And yeah. and you've also got they play tonight. They play TCU down in Fort Worth. Mm. Marcus Garrett's questionable. He's banged up. He's been their best player so far. Mm. Uh, and which, again, I've said before on the podcast, Marcus Garrett as your your veteran guard. He's not he's not on par with the veteran guards they've had in the past, where even Dotson being a sophomore last year mm-hmm. was better than Marcus Garrett, as I believe he's a senior. Mm-hmm. But you know, Frank Mason, Devontae Graham, like KU, Tyshawn Taylor, right. you know, you can go back even, you know, Brady Morningstar, Travis Relford, like they've always had these really good senior junior senior, the, the upperclassmen guards who are able to, when everything else might not be working for them, you got old faithful in those guys. And Marcus Garrett is just not quite as talented as those guys are. No. Right. No. no, yeah. That Texas team now they're, they're what eight and one now. Yeah, they're eight and one. Uh, I didn't. I I didn't see what they jumped up to. I know KU's six. Mm. I didn't see where Texas is. They might. They probably jumped top five because I, I, I think they were number eight. Four. Yeah, I, I think they jumped to four. I, I think they're four. And so, but you yeah. saw you saw where this this defensive coach isn't even with Texas anymore. But you can see, and Shaka Smart, of course, was the he was defensive a defensive guru. he was a defensive coach himself when he was at VCU. That was what they were Havoc. so excited Call to have it. Yeah, and now you combine elements of what this other coach did of closing out on three point shooters with his already havoc defense in place, mm-hmm. and you can see that. I mean, Texas has been recruiting talented ball players, and yeah. they've got a one and done kid, at, at a freshman big man. Yeah. Uh, and then they've still got, you know, like the likes of Andrew Jones, and who's, you know, obviously a great story. And uh, this is this is what Shaka Smart's been waiting for. You know, they were able to get those defensive adjustments that really make them a game changer. They've taken it to heart, and this this Texas team might be the best in the Big Twelve, mm-hmm. and which is saying well, something considering that. Baylor's number two. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah, yeah. Baylor's yeah, Baylor's been playing pretty well, and I mean, I I still go back to the thing that I hate that we were deprived of the Baylor Gonzaga game. Yes, yes. Was like <laughs> they got to yeah, they got to play number three, they got to play Virginia, they got yeah. To, yeah, but seeing them one versus two is just something something different. Right. 
Um, Always fun. Yeah, and then we also have uh, Kate Cunningham's been coming alive. Oklahoma big State. Time. Mm. Yeah, that we could legitimately be seeing KU not only not win the Big Twelve, but finish like fourth or fifth. Mm. Yeah, because it was two years ago was the first time that they didn't win it at least a split, and that was when Tech and right. K State yeah. won won a split. I mean, even when K State was want to share the Big Twelve title, that was still a split with KU back in thirteen. So mm. I mean, mm-hmm. this is yeah, this could be some. Some uncharted territory for the Jayhawks yeah. this year. Two years in a row? No, they because they won it last year. It would be two out of three. Yeah, I mean, they yeah, might they not Yeah, not even a top three finish. Yeah, I forgot actually. about that. Jen, you mentioned Kate Cunningham and Oklahoma, that, Oklahoma State. That's even that's a shame, too, because they've already said, due to a lot of the sanctions from the Adidas, all the Adidas stuff, Oklahoma State's not going to participate in the postseason this year, which True. that's going to be a damn shame to not be able to see Kate Cunningham in the NCAA tournament. Yeah. Uh, which I mean, that would have been an absolute blast because this kid's on his way to probably be in the top three pick in next, if not number next one. year's draft. Yeah. yeah uh, so him, probably Jalen Suggs for Gonzaga. Mm-hmm. Who, yep. Jesus Christ! Oh gosh, that kid's insane. There's passes that there was a pass that he had in the game against San Francisco where he's just like three quarters court bounce pass, and the guy missed it, but he, just. He, uh, just the fact that you thread that, just you, yeah. just, you put, oh, man. The amount, like, and it was funny because after it's done, he, like, started bending down and, like, acting like he's picking stuff up on the ground. It's like, he's picking up his dimes. <laughs> 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 he was just laughing. He didn't even, he wasn't even mad because they were up by so much that right. that the kid missed it. He just, like, looked at him and started, he's like, pick up my dimes, man. Like, <laughs> I, and I love, I love some of the shit talk like that, man. Yeah. I remember when I used to, like, when I, like, I'd play with friends and stuff like that, uh, and you know, just on the, our playground, and mm. you'd hit a three over somebody else, and they'd be like, "Pick up, be like, here's your eyeballs back for you." Yeah, <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah. damn, I'm gonna go cry home, mom. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah. Uh, shoot, K State's yeah. not playing as bad. They were they got up to five and five. They just lost at home to TCU, but. They got within three. They were down by eight, as much as 18. They pulled it within three. So worth, worth incremental improvement. I still want Bruce Weber the fuck out of there. Yeah. But oh, for sure. The Drake Bulldogs are still undefeated. 11, oh, 11 yeah. Okay. Okay. They're blowing teams not out. A, yeah, yeah. See? That's not a terrible opening loss. Yeah. All right. Oh, yeah. They're talented. One, they're a good team. Having said that, Fort Hayes is still in No, yeah. Fort loss. Hayes, that's, that's a bad loss. But That's Drake, not even a bad loss. That's like, yeah. ugh. Yeah. 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 Uh, Of note, also, I sent you guys the message the NCAA tournament's going to all be taking place in the state of Indiana, is what I saw Mm -hmm. the trend there. Uh, There's like six arenas that are going to host teams in in Indiana, and then uh, Lucas Field is going to have two courts, but only one game played at a time, just so that they can get the other game started right away. Um, So, yeah, that's going to be their bubble. it's not just in Indianapolis. It's throughout the state of Indiana because one including Assembly Hall at Assembly Hall. I'm sorry, that's going to be cool to see an NCAA tournament game at one of the most legendary basketball facilities in the country. Worth noting that Assembly Hall is a complete shithole. It's a shithole, <laughs> but it's going to be cool yeah. to see. They are lucky that that place didn't kill a fan like three years ago. <laughs> there was a game where they were. They were supposed to be playing Iowa, and they had to move, postpone the game a day because some a fucking rafter fell down. Yeah, yeah, they need to redo. Yeah. <laughs> like Assembly Hall needs some work, but yes, 
awesome that just something that we we, yeah. we never get to see something if, like if that. If any state deserves the entire NCAA tournament to be hosted there, it's the state of Indiana. Oh, absolutely. The, they breathe basketball, but a lot of season to go. I know, season. KU fans. I know. I know. Any, I know uh, you. It's it's it's. Oh it's my god. Cool, dude. Any upcoming games for you guys that you really want to focus on for uh, college basketball next, next week? I know yeah. I got one for me. A lot of Big Ten games. Yeah, There's Michigan. Ver- yeah, Michigan games. versus Minnesota tomorrow. I'm mm-hmm. stoked. And then like next week, I have Michigan versus Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. That's a fun one coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean. I'll, the Big good, Ten has seven 10. ranked teams now and yeah. two right outside the top 25. So, yeah. Michigan yeah. State is the highest. Oh, no, Michigan State's 23. I yeah, no, Iowa's the highest ranked Big yeah. Ten. Well, it was, yeah, Iowa's five, Michigan, or Wisconsin's eight, and Michigan's 10. I know that much. And they've, they've been playing pretty good yeah. basketball, too. I've been yeah, really going to say, any, but there's going to be weekly uh, exciting mm-hmm. matchups in the Big 12. I mean, with, yep. you know, two Baylor, four Texas, six or six Kansas mm-hmm. with Oklahoma State. TCU's playing good basketball. They've won mm-hmm. five in a row. And TCU's tonight, uh, isn't it? TCU, yeah, Kansas TCU tonight. I mean, yeah. Jamie Dixon's an excellent basketball coach. Yeah. I mean, that was such a coup for TCU to get mm-hmm. him to come home to his alma mater, mm-hmm. uh, which that's – that he's put them back on the map, mm. and so it's a lot of fun. A lot of fun basketball. You never know what Oklahoma with Lon Kruger can do. They can always jump up and bite you in the ass. I mean, right. Texas Tech still has Chris Beard. They're still ranked. Yep. Uh, I mean, that's yeah. That's uh, Mac McClung, the transfer from uh, Georgetown. He's uh-huh. a big time like highlight high school player. Like mm. you see a lot of highlights of crazy dunks and stuff. Uh, he transferred to Texas Tech, and he actually had a great duel with. Uh, Cade Cunningham a few mm, nights ago. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Highly recommend checking out the highlights from that game. Those two went at it, and uh, yeah, a lot of good talent in well, the Big Twelve. It's just yeah, it's 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 a fun. It's a very they're both Big Ten, Big Twelve, both a lot of fun. Count are both yeah, a lot of fun player, a lot of fun, exciting players, and really good coaches. Mm-hmm. Yep, except for yeah. Bruce Weber. <laughs> <laughs> he's no rat bastard, but he's close. Oh. I will. I will come back next week with a worse term than "rat bastard" for him. I like. I need to put some thought into this. I need to. I need to sit on the porcelain throne and really consider this and ponder over the this for a while. Tinker. The stinker tinker. Wow. I'm going to stick with porcelain throne because yeah. at least that sounds somewhat not disgusting. Is the executive suite. Office. The executive office. I need to retreat to my office. Yeah. <laughs> I got a big meeting in the executive office. The stinker tinker. Ty, <laughs> god damn it. <laughs> What? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we didn't mention that rap bastard Brian Kelly enough this show. I'm kind of disappointed. Yeah. I mean, we did a lot last yeah. week. But unfortunately, yeah, they just didn't get to hear that me. rat yeah. bastard. bastard. Brian Kelly. Oh, yeah, and a salty-ass rat bastard after uh, mm. coming out. After Yeah, we'll talk about that real quick, is how mad he was that basically these people saying is like, so what, what's, uh, what does Notre Dame have to do to get over this hump? I don't know what this narrative is. You, you in the media love to push this narrative that, you know, we're just not, you, you just like to have us down. You don't like to be able to put us up there with those other teams. You think we're not good enough to, to be able to beat those teams. Like, guess what? It. There's a lot of teams that can't beat those teams. You know, what happens to these other teams that play them in bowl games and college football playoff <laughs> those, games? Those other teams also aren't only losing like three games in the last two years. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. that, 
the narrative that Notre Dame can't beat those teams goes back to 1998. 22, 23 years now, folks. 23 years. And that's, that, and that's just of this era. You can yep. take it even further back. Like, it was before the BCS. They still weren't winning those games. They haven't won a national title since 89. 89, 89. somewhere in there. I want to say it was, yeah, the year I was, the year I was born. Yeah. yeah, you've got, like, there's, there's probably not even a single player on the Notre Dame roster that was alive, that had even been born yet the last time Notre Dame actually showed out well in a big bowl game. Right, yeah, because yeah. so they're 0-8 the, in the BCS college football playoff big si or New Year's 6 era. Yeah, yeah. And so, some of those losses are pretty bad. So a lot of them are really bad, especially, yeah. and it's been three of them under his tenure. Mm -hmm. And two of them against Alabama. Mm -hmm. And so, and for him to, you know, come out and blast the media for that, yeah, well, sure, the media can be assholes, absolutely. I mean, I can be an asshole, that's for damn sure. But I'm a saint. <laughs> You're Jewish. <laughs> wow. You can't be a saint. <laughs> That's fair. Wow. Can't be a saint. Wow. I'm not being an. Yeah. I mean, I am an asshole, but I'm not being an asshole in that regard. All right. All right? All right. Like I'm just saying a Catholic thing. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Um, sorry if I just hit, like man. So, I just okay. uh, struck before, a chord. Before you go, so Duncan, shut up. Was was last Friday the worst day for Catholics since fifteen seventeen? The Martin Luther. I'm just saying for Notre, like, oh, Notre, Dame, yeah, yeah, Notre Dame Catholics in general. No, no, I know. It's the worst, worst day for Catholics since. I'm not going to touch <laughs> this. I have, have like my. Yeah, let's not go into that. We're treading anyway, some we're not, water. <laughs> no, no, no. Course correction. Nowhere. Course correction. <laughs> Rewind. Yeah. Man, uh, I love uh, seeing no, Notre like, Dame lose, though. Yeah. There's just something. I, I love it. That rat bastard. Uh, it's him. But it's also no, like, the Lou Holtzes of the world. <laughs> You cannot fear if you make him. Oh, I hate it. Oh, man. This has been a very offensive last like three minutes. I apologize. Yeah. Uh, I don't. No, but it's, I'm not apologizing to that rat bastard, Brian Kelly, though, mm -hmm. because you were just being a little baby back bitch, yeah. and you're just complaining because the media is rightfully so pointing out the shortcomings of your program and therefore your coaching and the recruits and your coaching up of these recruits that you bring in. And until you're, until he does something at Notre Dame where he requires a higher level of excellence, mm -hmm. they're mm -hmm. always going to fall short to the Clemsons and the Ohio right. States and the Alabamas. Right. Yeah. Just the way it is. It's, it's also the often thing that we've argued is like, that's just the way year, it is. Yeah. <laughs> Things in that big. Um, but like, <laughs> it's also like when it comes down to it, like we've said that this is the first year they joined a big conference. Mm -hmm. And it's like, if you want to really rid that, Join a big conference and do this every but year. They also took advantage of a situation where they're like, mm -hmm. oh, we've seen Clemson run through this conference because it's not very deep. Yeah. And we know we have one of our best teams. All we have to do, if we lose one game, then we're going to make the playoff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They took advantage of one year, and now they're going to go back to being an independent and mm -hmm. scheduling it how they want. And Which that was something else he did mention, too. He's just like, yeah, we beat one of those schools this year. We beat a Clemson. We beat one of those top dogs. Like you mean when they didn't have Trevor Lawrence, Lawrence? Yeah. Yeah. or most of their defense? Yeah. Yeah. Not most of, but significant yeah. parts of their defense. How convenient! Yeah. Didn't they have special? They didn't have Skalski. Bring it back in the first game. They didn't have Skalski, and they didn't have, they didn't have uh, a couple of their pass rushers either. Yeah. So, and yeah. that game went to overtime. Yeah, you won in overtime. Two yeah. overtimes. Two overtimes. Yeah. And then what happened when that team got healthy and came back? They smacked thirty on you. Mm -hmm. They didn't make it pretty. Smack my bitch up. Yeah. They didn't make it pretty. 
I was quoting a song. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, Duncan. You're wow. not us about offensive. Jesus. I'm saying no to name or bitches. <laughs> yeah, that was a... I'm it, saying that rat bastard <laughs> is, is a bitch. <laughs> See? I justified uh, it. Yeah, rat I mean. bastard Brian Kelly. Uh, that is a song, it. right? Smack my bitch up. It's rap, people. Come on. Like every other lyric is offensive. There is something in there. I I don't know. Man, I'm still waking up. All right. Yeah. Jesus. I need a haircut. That hair, man. Yeah. That's, I got that's hair. outstanding. Yeah. That's outstanding. You look like a 50s rock star after a night of Coke. Well, I mean, well, all right. <laughs> I can't argue. Hanging out with Johnny Cash. and. Yeah. <laughs> I just admitted doing coke last night. <laughs> Sorry, I did not. Yeah, we've gone off the rails in he this did last his own five drug. minutes. He's, we've uh, said a lot of offensive things, a that's lot fine. of very that's fine off the wall things. So, we love I love you. <laughs> I'm sorry. Sorry. Uh, look forward to playoff football this week and yeah, good college basketball. Good college basketball. Start NFL playoffs starting the wild card round. Three games on each day. Hot diggity damn. I'm excited. And we don't have to watch any more of that rat, rat, rat bastard. bastard. Although he'll somehow worm his way back into our lives. That son of a bitch. He will. He'll have some sound bite us. Or that, you know how they, I bet he's going to be one of the coaches that they use on the ESPN broadcast. Damn it. Oh, you know, yeah. Usually they use one of the coaches that was in the playoff, or at least sometimes both we'll just, lost the, yeah. we'll just have to try to get a hashtag not, moment of just like Brian Kelly hashtag TRB that rat bastard yeah people be like hashtag TRB what's that for Brian Kelly we should oh, make oh, a, oh, you, oh you'll watch find. the tailgate podcast and you'll find out yeah, we should just make a t-shirt that has a rat wearing a headset and a Notre Dame <laughs> yeah. polo yeah. <laughs> let's yeah. just piss off all the Catholics while uh, we're at it we gotta get that screen printer so we can yeah, start yeah, making these rat bastard Brian Kelly <laughs> we hate him uh, yeah, sorry that. Sorry, the Grandma and Grandpa. Second, I don't want to piss off the Catholics. Sorry actually. that the second segment wasn't very organized. It's fine. We were mainly focused on football this week, but yeah. wanted to touch on some basketball. Mm. We'll be better. We'll we that. will be better. Unlike that rat, rat bastard. Rat bastard. <laughs> if we don't mention it at least like five times a show, we're just doing a disservice. Just <laughs> wait till our draft show. Like, oh, how many man. times are we going to just? Just for I the hell some, of it. I have some ideas. <laughs> so not necessarily to do with Brian Kelly, but I do have some ideas that you guys might find pretty funny for yeah. some segments. So yes. All right, let's yeah, do I want to do some maybe skits that we aired before. All right. But I bet you we could get we could get the, the guys from the spoken down for doing some funny shit. So yeah. 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 Seem, yeah. yeah. Bring yeah. It on, let's fellas. do this. Let's dance. Yeah, nah. Actually. Yeah, off air. Actually. Sorry, ignore me. Um, thank you for listening. <laughs> we'll, have a, we'll have a better show next we week. We love you all. We're really sorry. Good Lord. <laughs> sorry. Uh. <laughs>